I'm a charismatic front man with great eyebrows and a mysterious sexuality. Radio X. <laughs> Russell Brand. Right, now I'm glad this has come up. <laughs> Radio X. Dum, 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 dum. You are listening to a bloody podcast. A bloody podcast is what you're listening to now. What are you doing while you're listening to this podcast? Are you on a run? Are you in a car? Are you on a tube while you're listening to a podcast? Why don't you make eye contact with someone right now? Even if they can't hear the podcast because you listen to it on headphones, make eye contact with them. Just keep looking at them. Right, look away now. You've looked too long. Look down at your shoes. Look down at your shoes. Look down at your shoes. You listen to Russell Brand and his podcast with Matt Morgan and Mr G Radio X provide us with the money and the forum what's the problem you're scratching something yeah. in the back of your trousers I don't mention you can't it. even see the I can see the back it ain't definitely pretty. scratching his own I'm not scratching I'm cupping and cupping what cupping your nuts from round the back Jennifer Paltrow does it she's always doing cupping Jennifer Paltrow Jennifer Paltrow she's married to the man out of bloody Coldplay Paltrow they actually had a they divorced. Listen, let them live. Let them do what they're going to do. Who are we to judge them? Who are we to judge them? I was just doing a bit of cupping. So, what do you think of the radio show we just did? I think we responded very well to the notes that the quality of the show had been too low and crap by producing were, a good were show. Were real? Of course there was notes. What? No. I was called in for a, with a meeting for a lady called something like Basil Corella Deville. He said, the quality of the show has not been good enough. Are you going to raise the bar? I said... What's the problem? He goes, it's that guy you do it with. What's his name? Chubby face. Face like a balloon. What do you mean, chubby? Oh, sorry. He said svelte guy, svelte guy, Matt Morgan. And I said, yeah, he's... I've been carrying him around like a co-joined twin for as long as I can remember. He's been attached to my abdomen, draining out my lifeblood for as long as I can I'm not going to talk in this podcast. You better. I'm not going to talk. You better raise that bar. It's a book on Buddhism. What's your little... What? Performance drizzled down the plug hole without me. <laughs> I would simply do a very, very deep interview about social issues with yes, Mr. With G. A, no. Oh, God. Can't do it under the <laughs> No, on under the skin. On pull back my skin. I'll be talking to Mr. G. <laughs> over, Mr. G. Let's see the pie jot on that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> G, I actually know you very well, so I don't need to listen to anything you're saying. So, what is it like to be a pie? G, I imagine it's like this. Well, I've got it? to ask you. When did you first meet me? <laughs> Gee, what are you thinking about me right now? And what does your wife think about me and your mum too? Can we talk about that for a bit? You all right, Gee? You all right? Yeah, I'm good. I'm real good. I'm I'm finished now. I'm finished and, yeah. You're like, finished. Exactly. I like it better since I know you're finished. <laughs> Hang on, we're talking about things that haven't even happened. All right, listen to the radio show and then go reach around the back, cup yourself, and when you get around that little backy cuppy bit, I've noticed over the years that round the back of me there's a little cleft, and then in the middle of the cleft there's a little spile. Now, if you go on that spile, I know my why you dinner, do that. My dinner's been undone. I know why you cup round, can put your hand around. If you put your hand around the back and cup your nuts, it feels mm-hmm. like someone else is doing it. That's why you're doing it. That's improving. Hold on a sec. Hold on a sec. Does. If you do it from the front, it's your hand. If you do it from behind, it's like, woo! Who's that? <laughs> Who's back there? <laughs> Wait a cotton picking. Oh, no, hold on a minute. Wait a second. That's got to be stamped out. All right, listen to the radio show. We'll be back in a minute. Radio X. Russell Brand. You 
are listening to Russell Brand on Radio X. It's Sunday, if there's such a thing as Sundays. It's 11 o'clock, if that can be trusted, because who made up numbers? No one knows. Who invented radio? Someone saying here it's someone called something like Macaroni. Well, when he did that thing of inventing radio, probably what he had in mind is something very much like this. There's a producer in here. He's holding up the words Royal Blood. That can only mean that before you were listening to this, you were listening to Royal Blood. Unless you've only just started listening because you come to this radio station solely and exclusively to hear me, Russell Brand, and the people that do this radio show with me. The first being Matt Morgan. How are you, Matt? I'm very well. I'm a bit tired. Why would you be tired? I've got two children and yep. a wife who's on holiday in Tenerife. Why has that happened? Why have you allowed that? What kind of family know, dynamic a, can you know, when you're, permit that? It's like that? what you're saying in stand-up. You're, an idea is presented to you months before. And you, you think, think, yeah, I can do that. It's fine. And then I have to, I'm living it, baby. I, well, I think I've told you my brilliant... It's one of my techniques. It's maybe not as good as saying just a minute whilst on the lavatory, one of the great techniques of our time. But it's a pretty good technique nonetheless. And it's this. If someone asks you to do something in the future, imagine <clears throat> that it was happening now, and then if you would do it under those circumstances. So if someone goes, do you want to come to my garden party? Or That's not a t- That is not a technique. That's a technique. Can... What's wrong with that? That's a technique. That's human thought. That's just... Thinking. You don't do that. You don't go. This is an invention. And I've got a new technique. Let me. That's just. That's what you do <laughs> when someone asks you to do something. You're saying that's cognition. You're saying that's the process that of is cognition. It, it yeah. isn't. It's a technique, and I'm inventing it. And as usual, you're un- undermining that's my That's like technique. saying oh, I've invented a new thing. When I go to cross the road, if there's a car coming in my path, <laughs> I step backwards. <laughs> Try it. <laughs> I, do, I, I wade straight into this iron horse. Come on, then, sir. Yes, I was wading into them. Let's see the colour of your money. <laughs> <laughs> I kick it right in its flank. Oh, you're a little cold. Look, hold on. It's weird when you get a cold because you know, it undermines I me. I don't think of you as someone who's subject to the normal laws of reality. Of being ill, I'm not, and it's against my principles to be ill. But little voice. Oh, hello. Yeah, you can hear it. I'm not being well. I've had a difficult time. Look, my technique is: if someone asks you to do something, do you want to come to a garden party? Imagine it was now, and then think: do you want to go now to a garden party? The answer is always this: No, I don't. Is this why when you ask you something, you look glazed for a while? Yeah, that glaze is me using a, my technique. And you're like sort of taking a volophon off a tray. No, no, thank you. But what if someone asks you and then you you imagine That's it? G, this is G, this is yeah. G. What if someone asks you and you imagine it and then you go, yeah, and then when the time comes, which is what always yeah. happens with you, you then go, no. no. Can't trust his Look, imagination anyway. My imagination is second to none. Look, the problem with all those times, G, when I've agreed to do something and then I've not done it, is because I've not used the technique. It's precisely because the technique's not been employed. So if you say to me, will you come to the Radio X thing? We're going to a bowling alley. Yes. Well, and then not, imagine, not turn up. Because I didn't imagine didn't it was now. I didn't imagine it was now. And they got another it technique. Was in the future. Not going to things you said you would go to. Yeah. And then when you're, people ask you, why didn't you turn up to that thing you said? Because I didn't imagine it was now. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Don't bother coming to the next one. <laughs> and they all asked for you. Everyone was asking for you. Yeah. Uh, look, had I imagined it was now, it could have been a very different Where situation. Where were you then? I was probably doing something very important. 
knowing me, <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes I go on autopilot and let me do what I want and don't really observe what he's doing, you see? Now, what a radio show this is going to be because we've had notes from up top that the quality of the show has been simply not good enough. We've had complaints from listeners. We've had complaints from professional broadcasters. Have we, or is that a joke? No, we've had real complaints. People are sick of the quality of the show. And, well, listeners, let me tell you, the, these, the message has hit home, and we will respond with high-quality content, including coming up today, for example, 18 minutes of adverts, unless you listen to the podcast, you'll be uh, liberated from them. We're going to be speaking to Philip Cargom. He's the leader of the world's largest Druid order. Now, you've probably been wondering for a while, what are the secrets of the Druids? Can we deploy these secrets in order to get beyond our... I don't know, material existence? Can we get the magic back in our lives? Can we be freed from the tyranny of living in a penitentiary, of just feeling like you're just plodding through life on a conveyor belt, imagining going to a garden party, but then when the garden party actually comes, you think, I've never been invited to a garden party. I don't know why I'm using that example. Odd, yeah, choice. What would it be more likely, the bowling alley for Radio X, with Chris Moyles jamming his uh, <laughs> foot into a bowling shoe? Yeah, that's what it was. Was it Chris Moore's jamming his foot? Well, that happened. Johnny Vaughan, yeah, like Johnny was big in. eating like snacks, too many snacks. I imagine Johnny Vaughan <laughs> doing that. That guy. Oh, let's have another one. Let's have another snack. Gordon Smart, furtive by the love of Your Lavatory. Johnny Vaughan impression needs work. Does it? Oh, let's have another one. <laughs> Come on, like yeah, yeah. That's Johnny Vaughan. Good guy. Good guy. <laughs> <laughs> he could be the new Brucey. Uh, hold on, listen, mate, come on, I'm trying to raise the quality of the show. So we're going to learn about druidic cults. We need to know more about magic, so that'll be Philip Cargon. That's going to be a good bit. Then Ian Harworth, former cult member and founder of the Cult Information Centre charity. Have you joined a cult? Why not? Did you like it in the cult? What was good about it? Well, we're going to be learning about cults, how to get in them, and then once you're in it, how to get back out of it again, because <laughs> you might not like it. And I'll be posing, actually, Matt, a baffling existential question... Ain't the whole world a bit of a cult, really? Yeah, capitalism, wow, isn't that? you've got to say that to Ian and Philip. I'm going to say it, not I'm going to say it to Philip. He's to do with Druids. I'm not going to waste his time with that. I'll be well, asking yeah, him questions about Druids. Don't bring up the word cult around Druids. It'd probably be Very offensive. offensive. His name sounds like something my daughter would say. Philip Cargom. Cargom. She says that when, when Cargom. the car's gone. Yeah, all gone now. Stop it. Philip Cargom now. Yeah. <laughs> no, don't criticise him because he's a Druid. That isn't him. That's his name. Mate, his name's attached to him. Oh, you can't say that. That's like saying Mike Tyson's an idiot. I Various didn't mean Mike Tyson. I meant his name. Mulberries. You can explain me. that to Mike when he's pummeling you in the abdomen. And I heard you saying something about mulberries. Under your own brief. <laughs> now, uh, so yeah, Philip Cargom. That's going to be good. Now, wait, because there's more content. G, you're going to be writing a poem, are you? Yeah. Summarising this stuff. Yeah. And I've also, are you going to, is it about time you start doing an item or something? Like, you know, helping people. I mean, you do a lot of good things. You're never out of prison. And not normally for crimes <laughs> that you've committed. He's going in there to help no, the he people. To, he helps all sorts of people. Yeah. Prisoners, old people. Yeah, I did a, um, an award for, is it young citizens, um, the refugees that have been on a... He's so like, do goody, I, mean, I can't even focus. Exactly. Young you people, the surface. refugee you have even young people. That. If yeah. I'd been involved in that, you wouldn't have even been able to get in the door this morning. <laughs> you would have been in here wearing a young person refugee t-shirt, yeah. probably with a young refugee that you'd bought yeah. with you, had given you something that you'd badgered to get. Oh, I've got this life raft made out of Volvic bottles. Tiger bomb. Off of Do you young Abdul. Stuff? 
That stuff you used to have at school, Tiger Balm, you put it under your eyes, it makes you cry. That's neat, that's neat, that's neat, that's neat. Really like that Tiger Balm under your eyes. Why did you put it under your eyes for? People used to use it. At, um, I think it made your eyes go red and teary, and it was a good way of tricking your mum into thinking you were ill. I thought it was meant to be, like, for a headache. Yeah, exactly. Is, but it's you can treat, you can been cheat repurposed, G. I okay. would have used it to make myself look more upset. I'd have ripped my T-shirt a bit and gone, these bloody refugees, man. They've been through it. Yeah. But look at G. I mean, he my, just comes in, he barely mentions it. it. I know. He, he barely, sometimes I wonder what G's made of. But tell me, G, what, uh, go on, you helped these young people refugee, did you? Yeah. Um, did you help them in part because the last syllable of the word refugee is your name? <laughs> <laughs> No, basically, there's a there's a course that's trying to help like young refugees that are like some of them are in foster care and stuff like that. And oh, no. exactly, it's going to get heavy, isn't it? Everything I do. Come is on, got, can, got we a heavy ele- can we help them? What can we help them? Is there a link? Well, Surely there's a link. Uh, the, is there a link it's called Corum, C O R A M. That's the that's the the Campaign charity that, for... that, that helps them like assimilate and stuff like that into society. You're a good um, man. And but the main thing I want to mention is like the the work I'm doing with a company called Spid S P I D. They're the ones that are working in Grenfell at the moment, mm. and um, so providing like after school courses, activities, and activities that for kids and that who have been affected by Grenfell. Kids that are in that area. So that's that's the main thing. But so it's going to get heavy, so like, I don't want to... No, what's that? Spid? We should help that. S-P-I-D, yeah. So, so what do we do? Donate to it? Well, just 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 give them a big up. Give them a shout. I mean, yeah, Come on, Spid! Yeah, exactly. Go so on, lads! There's so many people trying, well their, done. trying their best. Because when tragedy occurs, you can rely on the, in fact, love of people and people being willing to put themselves out there. People yeah. like G, that's the resource that we have. People coming together to do things rather than aggrandise themselves or possibly get a and free I, But saying that, I do fear catching a cold from them because those kids are sneezing a lot now. It's dirty, sneezing children. That's, that's one of my great concerns. Well done, G, for I, doing I, that. I just need to say that, you know... This week, I didn't want to mention this, but I did <laughs> buy a jigsaw puzzle from a charity shop that I didn't really want. That is wow. quite kind. £2.50. Yeah. That's, oh, what was the puzzle of? I'm not even going to keep it. <laughs> what was it of? It's the shape of Africa with yeah. African animals that fit into it. My toddler liked it, and I went, oh, are you sure you want that? Yeah. And then I had to buy it. Which one is the toddler? Wincy? Yeah, Winter. Ah. How have you not noticed that? Well, one I don't know what the word five. toddler means. Maybe when you break it down, it means toddling, walking. Yeah, toddling. Once they're toddling yeah. about, Mabel will be a toddler soon. She's toddling. Is she walking? Well, not walking. I'd call it toddling. Staggering. Is she doing staggering it on her feet? into the fridge. Yeah. Little pin feet they are. Yeah, that's little pin feet toddling She's about. A toddler, you've got a toddler. All right, fair enough. Knew I knew it happened one day. Okay, so right, listen. So we're going to learn a lot about cults and what's the biggest cult of all. Yeah, is it the modern day world? Yeah, that's one thing to think about. And also, I'll be raising the cultural bar higher than you might have imagined possible by breaking into the secret codes of Buddhism and consciousness itself. G has already mentioned two worthwhile causes, and Matt bought a jigsaw. So let's, but let's try and understand the puzzle of Mr. G himself. We'll be looking at his DNA. DNA we'll be, results are in. Boy, they're yeah. good. They are good. It's just it's four letters in, in his DNA. S C U M scum. <laughs> That's basically what he boils down to. Stick him in a petri dish. I mean, it's all in there. It's fantastic stuff. We're gonna have some. Oh, we've got some lovely music coming up. Of course, that's not our responsibility. That is generated by a, a, a machine. You said that. We have some lovely music. <laughs> What's wrong with that? Up? It's part of the DJ role. I'm a. D, I'm doing oh, my role. What songs are coming oh, up? You don't know. Nice ones. <laughs> oh. Now, there's for example. All right, off the top of my head, there's these lads. They really tried hard to put a band together, and then they did do that, and then it went ever so well, and they got a record deal. 
subsequent to that, they were able to write some records. They recorded them. It'll be on the radio. We'll play it. Okay. All right? What Specific then, enough name? for you? I don't know, Les, Doug, just young lads <laughs> trying their best. Young lad, probably from a northern town. What's you looking at? What are you scoffing at? Oh, yeah, all right, I've got it here. EJ. Now, there's a Jimi Hendrix, for example. He'll be performing. The Killers, Royal Blood, they've already done a record. They, they won't be coming back on, will they? We can't have them on twice. That seems undue. Okay. Uh, and uh, like your e- like emails from people, that's going to be played as well. I'm just going to, well, I mean, I'll read one of those if you want. Okay, I I can, I'm quite capable of it. No, 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 not yet. Right. Also, I'm very keen to develop and cultivate some of the relationships we've had with people on the show. Like Hamish and Andy, they're great broadcasters over in Australia. I text Hamish from time to time, sometimes to apologise for the glib manner that we treat their content that they provide us with. So, you know, I reach out to him. He's excellent. They're both very funny. They're bloody good. They make this look like a shambles. Well, you don't like. You could make this look like a shambles simply by looking at it without any external (laughs) comparative element. You could just look at it and go. That is a bloody shambles, which, uh, as Jacob Rees-Mogg will tell you, is an abattoir because he knows the origins of language. Have a look at that on YouTube. Say what you like about Jacob Rees-Mogg. He knows the English language. That's You can say that, can't you? You can say that about him. Say that about him. Also, you could say he's got a sort of a, a, a long head that's trying to turn into... A, a, if it was a pantomime that had a Turkish person in it and they had a slip with a bell on the end, Yeah. his head's trying to turn into that. What, the slipper? A Turk slipper. Well, that's what I'm saying. But it's, a, it's not a modern day Turk. It's a, it's a Turk in a pantomimes slipper. Jacob okay, Rees well, Mogg. I'm just going to write that down. Or the Man in the Moon. All right, Man in the Moon. Oh, oh, yeah, no. What, Mr. Punch? You mean the sort of. All right, Mr. Oh, Punch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mr. Punch. Mr. Punch. Mr. Punch. Gee, don't give more enthusiasm to Matt. What about my Turk slipper? Because what about that's, Man that's, that's in the Moon? That's Lip- like, like, yeah. like a Turk slipper <laughs> only in a pantomime <laughs> with a bell on. I'm trying to figure out if it's the bell, the slipper, well, or the pantomime. I don't agree with you two, and I don't think you should be in this show. I think you're very lucky. Lucky, lucky that I tolerate you, either of you. All right, so we're going to learn a lot about cults. There will be some commerce because the world thrives on commerce. Matt Morgan will be beguiling you with chats of jigsaws and probably trying to get some stuff for free. I've got all sorts of anecdotes. And uh, what else? Anything? No, No? just go to the advert. No way! We need to have a talk. All right, we're going to have a talk now, me and Matt are. During the... You'll be... No, not you. Hang on, who's that? That's not an advert. Can't be an advert for Buddhism, can it? Or It'd be nice it? if it was. Buddhism. Are you a bit tied down by living in reality? <laughs> Buddhism. Let go. Nothing's even No, that a real. woman was recently incarcerated in... I can't remember what country it was. Maybe mm. Sri Lanka. I can't mm. remember. For having a Buddha tattoo. Because it's sacrilegious. You've got one. If I'm Ray Mears, if I'm just Ray Mears. Try and change Mears. the subject. <laughs> Say if they arrested you. All right, it's going to be some adverts now. I'm not having that, Matt, from you, not from anyone. Russell Brand. Radio X. Right, now I've got a few things that I want to talk about. I want to talk about what happened to that Radio X event, what I, weren't in, what I was invited to, well, but I couldn't imagine know, it. So you I have to turn up to things. I saw you stealing a pair of bowling shoes and an image sent to me by a production insider. My mate Neil over there. What? The I was show. not stealing them. What were you doing? Did you pay for them? No, you don't pay for the shoes. Of course you pay for You're the shoes. You're not allowed to wear your own shoes. You borrow some shoes. Sometimes mistakes are made. You leave in the bowling shoes. They're better than your shoes. I saw no, you, you know, I nursing them. Like they I were... thought I was up to something, but I wasn't. It was because 
There was they ran out of shoes in the room we were in, so I had to go to the front desk. Holding that nursing those bowling shoes like a medieval woman giving suck to piglets like you were nursing them. Oh. Yeah? Have that image. Was I though? You're like a medieval woman have been there. with your dugs yeah, you out. Have. You're a medieval should I have You should have been there because yeah. it was just it was just me what do you mean, yeah, you weren't there either, Gareth. And <laughs> it was just there me, was Matt and Jen Johnny Vaughan trying, and to, up com- for about trying one to compete minute. against all the other radio shows and we kept getting beaten. Oh, do you mean it was com- there was a competitive element? Yes. Uh, do you you really think you if Russell was there, we would have done any hey, better at whoa, bowling? Whoa, steady guys, steady guys, back off, because I'm actually a really good bowler. <laughs> you know that song, Pinball Wizard? I think that's about a bowler, isn't it? No. Well, I'm as good as they are. Come well, on. I don't think you should come down to earth that much. If you were just a man at a works do bowling with a cold. Yeah. Oh, sorry, guys. Got to eat into your majesty. No. Whoops, that's the wrong word. <laughs> no, too early. Some people are foaming at the too gams. Soon, foaming so. at the bloody gams to hear stuff like that. Okay, now, Russell Brand, as you know, the person I live within, is a great star. But we'll get into some of the stories of my stardom and some of the things I'm doing when we've understood a little more about druidic magic because I, I, for one, am sick and tired of conventional monotheistic faiths not giving enough room over... I'm not. I love cent- uh, monotheistic faiths. You just have one god, many gods. You what? just go for every little faith, don't you? There's none you'll turn against covering all your little bets. <laughs> 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 You'll never have an opinion on it. Oh, I do no, have opinions. I love them all. I love them all. I love terrorists as well. <laughs> I've seen your trues. <laughs> never puts his head above the parapet. How dare you? How dare you say that I love terrorists like as a, well? A, a roulette of faith. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you call it a roulette of faith. I'm talking about perennialism, universalism, that there is one true God and that God is found within all our hearts and here now to back me up in a lot of my claptrap is Philip <laughs> Car gone. Philip, are you there, mate? I am. Hi there. Hi. Philip, I've seen a picture of you, and if you were looking for a druid, you're the man that I would want because you look magical, you've got beautiful hair, you've got a wonderful beard, and you've an intensity in your gaze. Oh, that's very sweet of you to say that. How kind of you. Now, you see, you've been studying druidry for a long, long time. Can you explain to us what it is? Because a lot of us only know the word druid, for example, from the Asterix comics or from things with it seeming like a man is in a cassock, he's standing by a cauldron, he's in the woods. Now, what, yes. what, do you, what does it mean? What, what, what does it mean? Well, druidry today really is, is a kind of green spirituality, if you like. It's, it attracts people who love the earth, love nature, don't want it to be desecrated in the way it's being desecrated and uh, are inspired by the idea of the druid as the, as the forest sage, as the woman or man who is in touch with nature and who loves nature and, and kind of works with the magic of nature. So all of the stuff, the sort of the ecologically based uh, you know, respect, regard and connection to nature, I think people can easily understand. Now, what do you mean yeah. by the magic of nature? Well, you know the way when some of the, uh, you know, the greatest sort of feelings you might, you might get is when you're out in nature, when you come to an amazing panorama or you, you know, skinny dip in an ice cold pool or, or sunbathe or whatever it is. Sometimes I have some of my worst moments, you skinny <laughs> dipping in an ice cold pool, moments of t- dreadful reflection and doubt. <laughs> Not much glory of nature there on display. There's some but glory. They do, they, uh, unless you're very jaded, they do actually... Um, <laughs> <laughs> they do um, stimulate you and inspire you in some ways. And, and, and there's a kind of energy that you feel flowing through you. And you know mm. the, in the Asterix cartoons, there's, yes. there's the cauldron with the, the magical brew. Of course I do. And That's the one thing about druidry that I do know. And now you're making me feel like I'm 
quite well versed in the subject. Well, very well. And and the thing about the magical brew is that we believe in in a in a force, a sort of life force that flows through us. And you find that in all spiritual traditions, you know, prana and Indian traditions and so on. This idea Holy Ghost in Christianity? Is that you could compatible? say that and, and grace as well, mm. yes. Mm. You know, this grace. idea that and you get it when you're being creative, you know when, when you've got the flow mm. and the God. words are flowing or the music's flowing or the painting's flowing or the cooking or whatever it is you're doing. You feel something other than yourself. It's kind of beyond you in some way and it's flowing through you. And we believe that that's a real kind of spiritual energy, if you like and that that can be encouraged, and that it's magical fundamentally. This is excellent. Okay, let me break this down. So we all recognise that nature is beautiful. We identify that there are times in nature where we feel a sense of awe or numinism, the sense of of some sort of magic beneath it. And we all know that from our personal experiences of flow, of when you feel like you're really in it, when you're connected or when you transcend yourself or you have access to power. Now, Druidry is having a regard and a respect for that kind of power, but um, I suppose there must be a point is there, Philip, where uh, through ritual, through medicine, that you yeah. harness, control, access well, 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 these powers? That, that's it. You did a brilliant kind of synopsis of, 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 oh, of that. Yeah. And, and the, the, po- the point is, when mostly when we have those experiences of flow or feeling amazing, we think that it's random. We, we don't necessarily believe that we can generate those feelings, hence the turning to drugs and other things, in order to try and generate those feelings. I think a lot of people have got tired of dualism, of separating things into, uh, you know, the body and spirit. You know, one mm. of the things that Druidry does is, it, is we sort of celebrate the body and nature, and we're not trying to get away from it. We're not waiting to go to heaven or possibly hell. Wow. We're, we believe that life is meaningful and is a gift. That, that and it's we, now. It's now. happening now. Yes, you've, you've got it. I think you might be a druid. I knew it. I'm one of the best <laughs> druids there's ever been. Now, what about... No, no hierarchy. <laughs> I'm, I'm a tip-top druid. If, if there's a church, I want to be archbishop of it. Um, <laughs> Philip, so yeah. uh, listen, come on. Can we do like certain ceremonies to conjure up types of magic? And what are they like? And can we do one, please? Not necessarily now? now, but well... Not, if not, you, not, not how now. They work? Well, I think we'd, we'd, how does it work? Well, the, the, the first thing is an appreciation of, of the circle, of the fact that we're all uh, equal, we're all together. So our, our magic often happens in circles. We stand in a circle. So instead of being in rows like in a church, mm-hmm. we stand in a circle so everybody's equal. And, you know, there's a very simple magic you can do. I don't know if you've ever done this, but if you've got, say, you're the ten of you standing in a circle, or, whatever, or five, four of you, you know, standing in a circle, and you're just on your own. If you reach out and you hold each other's hands, so you kind of link your hands together. Right, we're in a room now. Hold on, we're going to do Get this right me. away. Come on, reach oh, out, hold hands. Oh, that, that, hold hands. Hold hands. Do Don't be so English. I can't hold Neil's hand without my face going into the microphone. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Hold hands with Neil. Stop making such a fuss. Right, we're holding hands. We're doing it, Philip. You're holding hands now, right? Yes, okay. we are. Now, you notice if... It, how it feels different. If you let go it's of your better. hands, let go of your hands. Right, let go oh, again. I hate let it. Go. Oh. Let's get back in touch, guys. Yeah, get back in touch. No, you don't wash your hands. Give me your hands back. I do wash my hands after I go to the toilet. Give me your hands back or you're <laughs> out of the Druid gang and I will sacrifice you. I will sacrifice you so don't hard mention the S word. to my god Odin. <laughs> that is offensive. <laughs> Odin, that's paganism. <laughs> oh, pagan. they're all the same. Don't know. Now, come on, Philip. What's your... the... Shut up, mate. Yeah. You're ruining my Druidry. <laughs> go on, right. We're holding hands again, Philip. We are feeling connected. you're holding 
hands. Now you feel you feel the way it's different. I love like it. you said, don't break it. Yeah, it feels. Now that's just the beginning. That's a teeny weeny weeny little piece of magic. Mm, now you imagine into that circle, that circle of energy, that feeling of connection and community and all the rest of it. You you make a wish. You say you know you know may the rest of the show be absolutely wonderful and inspired. Please can it be a high level show bringing glory and majesty and truth to the, our listeners and greatness, Philip. Exactly. Light, love, peace, happiness, joy, all that sort of stuff. To all that listen, and anyone that's listening to this with hardship or suffering, can they feel the glory and the majesty? That's what I want. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, You should see the people I work with. They've got no love of the Lord. None of them. Secularised fools. (laughs) Conditioned citizens. Come, yeah, free you're, yourselves, you yeah, bloody sheeple! <laughs> right. Oh, Philip, wow. this is really good. Let go now. But they're trying to let go. Look how I'm Wait. holding onto your I've hand. nearly finished. I'm gripping. One finger, like, I've got G claw. and Matt by their fingers. I'm clamping right. down on them. Okay, like, you can let go now. You can oh, let go now. No way, I've yes. got him! <laughs> there, was, there was an energy. There was an energy. Was wasn't there? There was an energy. Well, that's it. You see, that's it. If you man- Imagine if you work with that and build on it and do lots of different things and so on over the years it builds and builds and that's what druid magic is learn to revere the unseen don't live only in the yeah. material don't live only in the mechanical matt morgan's got a question i was for gonna you, Philip. because russell yeah. brought it up uh, yeah. is is there any sacrificing that goes on <laughs> no none at all uh, none at all what really? did you, you, did, you had a question before the sacrificing came up so what was it well i was going to say you know magic with a k on the end when yeah. when you sort of read books about druidry and paganism and stuff and they mention magic you think oh yeah they can do magic and then yeah. they never it's never actually like a spell or a thing it's just sort of energy you know like it's it's quite what you want some gold real, coins or I something i want some magic gold coins of someone's head to fall off there's, 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 there's can two you do kinds curses wait two kind, no 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 curses right. there's two it's, kinds of magic magic that happens to you and magic that you do Okay, so the magic that happens to you is the magic of joy and love and, you know, being out in nature and all the rest of it. And the more you can be kind of ready for that and open to the awe and the wonder in that, the the, the more pleasant your life is, the more fun your life is, then do that. So that's that's magic happening to you. Magic that you do, there are are three kinds of magic in that respect. Um, And one of those is the magic of exploration. You know, the way we love traveling, we love researching, we love uh, exploring things and finding things. And that's the kind of magic of shamanism, where you go into altered states of consciousness, Mm. you travel into other worlds, you find things, information, healing, ideas, images, etc., and then you come back to your everyday level of consciousness. I think what Matt wants is a materialistic demonstration on Can the plane of material. Can you turn someone into a chicken? That's what, see, <laughs> he wants to turn people into chickens. He wants curses. He wants, he wants to turn wants... them into toads. No, I'm Absolutely afraid I can't help with that. We've got okay. Philip on here that's saying that we've in the modern world we've become detached from nature, both inner and outer, that we've become cellular little consumers and that we should re-engage with our spiritual selves through nature, inner and outer. And what do you want to do? Turn people into a chicken. <laughs> Look, I think like a lot of the listeners to this show are idiots. And I think, what would they by want to By definition, know? almost. By definition. <laughs> what would they want to know? What would they? What an idiot ask? And right, well, ask that's, that's your role, is it? I'm, the voice listen, of the there's idiot. no one who's saying, go outside. I'm going camping next week in this freezing weather. I'm going. On my, no, you're not coming. I'll be there. This Where are you going? I'll be Essex. there in advance. I'll be appreciating nature. Listen, Philip, I love nature. Yeah. I'm connected to nature. If anyone's okay. going to be a modern-day druid with you, it's me. How can people learn more about druidry, which I think they should do? Because I think from your explanation of it, it's the ordinary, everyday magic that's accessible to us all, it seems, but that we have somewhat yeah. forgotten because we've been conditioned into being little consumers. Now, what, how can we learn more, mate? 
Um, well, there's druidry.org. Druid in an R-Y, druidry.org. Do you regret and we... calling it druidry? Could you have just called it druid.org? It'd have done the same job. It's easier. People are more familiar oh. with the word druid. Yeah, I don't know. It's druidry, okay? Yeah. Druidry.org. No, it it's a bad choice. <laughs> Uh, okay, I'll take that on board. Um, and, and, <laughs> Order him about. He's yeah. a druid. And, and, and there's, there's lots of stuff there, and we have a training program, oh, and we have events. And I know some great shamans, uh, Kestrel and Jay, up in Glastonbury. When I was staying in Glastonbury, uh-huh. we had oh, we had a great time with them. They did all sorts of magic on me, feathers. Oh, great. Well, we have, we have big things offs. in Glastonbury twice a year, and we have camps all around the world, actually, in the States. and New Zealand. And I'm very interested in this. I'm thinking of starting a festival where spiritual people come together and worship me. Now, would you be <laughs> <laughs> interested in participating? It'd be good, wouldn't it? Like people coming together uh, uh, talking about spirituality. Lovely. I think there are lots of, lots of I, I think what, what's fabulous now, I mean, what's terrible now is the sort of state that work, the world's got into with, with, you know, the environment and Trump and all the horrible things that are happening. All of it. However, what's good is there's an incredible amount of people who are really switched on and who are kind of tuning into this stuff, who who uh, who are you know fabulous and creative, and it's it's great to to work with them and be with them. Brilliant. Have a look at druidry.org. Have a look at Philip Kardashian's website and learn more about druidry. Send us your questions because we're pretty well informed now and we'll handle it. And if we can't handle it, we will put you through to Philip. Thanks for very much for coming on the show, mate. It's really lovely to have your Thank time. Thank you, Philip. Thanks, it's been Philip. a pleasure. Thank, thank you. you that was so lovely. Much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Neil. And I'll, I'll flick you in. Hold on a minute. I'm Russell. Now, oh, uh, Russell. oh, you'll speak to Neil in a second. He's the producer. Hold on a second. I'm going to phase you down, then you'll be with Neil. Bye bye, mate. Love yeah. you. Bye bye yeah, bye. Okay, thanks. See ya. Well, 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 well. I mean, well. just the end was a complete shambles. Well, the end was... I'm Russell, not Neil. <laughs> Speaking to Neil Brand earlier. <laughs> Apparently, he's a big star. He's <laughs> by Jove, he ruffles a few feathers, but it's worth it. Remember now that, know we... that we're knowing the football uh, at the end of the football when they say like the possession of the ball and it's like seventy thirty, and you mm. see like Chelsea, mm. Man United. Yeah, I'd like to see that after an interview of how <laughs> who spoke the most. <laughs> Oh, I, got I let brilliant. him speak loads. Uh, Philip Cargon was chatting away. He was foaming at the gams. I'd say. The I know, like someone question. could actually work this out. It it's easy. Yeah, it could. Send yeah. us. Could work. I reckon that was 70 charty, you talking. Yeah, and what was I saying? Were you listening? What about when we were all holding hands? You country say the same magic? thing to everyone. You say the same thing. Do you think that there's a, there's a new <laughs> age of something? Uh, the monotheistic... Uh, Right, You're, you need to say the same thing to your ideas up. You've become experts. very cynical, very cynical. Oh, no, listen, I'm I... a, when you're on that camping trip in and you had to go at his website. <laughs> he didn't like that. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't like that, mate. You need it. Look, mate. Why well, call it druidry? That's a hard word. Druidry, druidry is the noun. Druid.com. Druid, catchy. Druid, no, get druid.com. it? Druid.com. It's probably gone as well because there's loads of brands called Druid. Nah. He's made a mistake there. Right, so, uh, but I'm supporting druidry.org. It's a good thing. Now, remember, this show is, of course, dedicated to Charles Looker. We got a, a message from David Looker. You passed this on to me, Matt. Charles Looker. Uh, this is, check out this touching touching message before we go to the adverts. Uh, hello, my, this is, Matt, did you get this? Did you? Yeah, he sent it to me on Instagram. Oh, really? Actually, you're, you're bullshit up. Hello, my name is David Looker. My father passed away three days ago. His name was Charles Looker. He 
was a good man and loved by many. He touched many people's lives, but never reached the success he was destined for because of illness. My father was in the hospital for three years, and only after three weeks at home, he passed away. I know this is a strange request, but I was hoping my father could get a shout-out on your podcast. I love my father very much, and I just want people to know who he was. I know he weren't famous, but he liked Russell very much, and we'd watch his movies together. Our favourite was Getting to the Greek. He loved the furry wall part. He did a lot for me in my life. I just want to do something nice for him in his passing. We dedicate this show to mm. Charles Looker, to David Looker, and we commemorate him that there's more to life to, than fame and glory. There are hidden realms of magic connecting us all, and we feel it in nature, but we feel it most of all when listening to Russell Brand. Here's an advert. Russell Brand. This is Radio X. I've had that pie chart made up to show possession of uh, how the show, uh, how interviews go, and it was that was a 50-50 interview cut down the middle, and it says here that 5% of it was Matt Morgan asking a stupid question about chicken. In football terms, Mentioning obelisk. It was Russell picking up his ball and going home with it. <laughs> <laughs> Stabbing it with a knitting needle down its little spile. <laughs> you silly goose. You silly, silly little Talking goose. Talking of this druidry stuff, it mm. sort of ties into something I wanted to talk about Good. myself. Matt, it's about time you provided content, because one of the things that the producers and the top bods here at the radio station have said is that Matt Morgan... He's coasting. He's, de- he's coasting. He's driftwood, drifting oh. in the water, to quote Travis. Listen to this, bosses, that. if mm. you even exist. Go on, let's hear some of content right, right now. Listen to this. Matt Morgan content, My guys. mate who lives in Scotland, he's moved up there, right? He was, mm. he was up there the other day, and someone said, we've got to pick the apples tonight. He said, why tonight? Because it's a full moon, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Now, you have to pick the apples because they take on more water in a full moon, and they'll last. If you pick an apple in a full moon, it will last for a lot longer, right? Ooh, I like this. Now that is amazing. <laughs> this is my new item, Forgotten Knowledge. <laughs> forgotten Knowledge with Matt Morgan, everyone. This is good. I like this. It's I like this very much. This is more Forgotten Knowledge. Forgotten Knowledge That's with good. Matt like Morgan. That. That's nice. So Just me sat by a brook with a stick, yeah. just fishing, and then oh. I go look around and go, oh, hello. Like that, like I didn't know they do were it, there. Do it, do it. I'm sorry. Oh, hello. <laughs> hello, Matt. Just fishing here. What forgotten knowledge will you be bringing us this week, Mr. This week, Morgan? I'll tell you about a magical uh, material which will keep you warm even if it's wet, and it's the only one on Earth. Oh? And what material? It's called wool. <laughs> that is some forgotten knowledge. A bit aggressive at the end, isn't it? The, the tone. Well, I felt knowledge. it needed to grab people a little more than that. Yeah, you, you really you lent but into it. But no, that's it. true. Wool, it'll keep you warm when it's wet, because I've been looking really? at it going outside, yeah. Yeah, but I don't like wool even when it's dry. I'm very sensitive, you see. No, wet Very it, sensitive. I'm not, the last thing I want is sopping wet wool up in my armpits, oh. tangling with my armpit hair, or wool right on my abdomen, all tucked down my crotch. No, no one no. says you have to rub it there. I'm just saying, you've got a wool beanie and it rains, it'll still keep your head warm. Everything else you've got, you take wet clothes off, don't you? You don't even know that, you're such a unsurvival person. Hey, mate, I'm friends with a lot of top survivors. I bet you got Bear that grills. cold by being out Chris. in a little acrylic beanie <laughs> out on the moors. <laughs> a wondering... bit of drizzle came along Hang and on. that night... It's a new moon! I'm going to go get me some apples! <laughs> head over a bowl of Vic. <laughs> oh, I don't know what I've done wrong! <laughs> me acrylic beanie! Oh, no! <laughs> Put another jar of lemon sip in the bowl, mama! You silly ass! Anyway, oh, you silly ass! Part of my hidden knowledge, no, forgotten knowledge. Go on. Ruin my own night. Can't even remember your own item. It's things that nans know. Oh, lost knowledge. knowledge is being lost every time we put another nan in the ground. <laughs> oh, <laughs> bloody hell! That was wow. bleak. Sorry, I didn't mean a word it like that. Heavy. 
There's two. I don't like your um, forgotten knowledge, mate. All it's right. too dark. Let me wheel back it's got on that. Got a dead nan in it. Every They're trying time, to raise people's Every spirits. time there's another nan becomes a star in the All sky. Right, wait a minute. We lose a load of knowledge. Mm, that was nice that it was a star in the sky now. That's nice, wasn't it? Well, it was much better than being dumped in a bloody box, the poor nan. Didn't say she was dead. Oh, oh, hang on a minute. Old Nan going underground jam style. No, but that's what I'd like people to send in. Things that Nans knew. Mm. Things like that. Pick an apple in a full moon. Pick an apple in a full moon with Matt Morgan in a wet woolly top. (laughs) Stand there on a moor, alone, biting into an apple. Baffled because your wife's gone on holiday. Why is your wife on holiday? I don't know. Apparently I'm unbearable. To That's what it is. Even people that have committed to marrying you and having two children with you. It's gone for five days. When it, I'm sure it was a weekend Ooh, when it first Beginning of the end. Outed. Beginning of the end. Not, five days. She's not gone with a lover. Who's she gone with? Girls. Women. Well, mate, listen. She's probably in love with one of them. No, probably not. She's gone Tenerife. So what? To get she's a break from you. She's just having a girl's you. holiday. Look. How are you coping? What's the house like? Tell me what's in your kitchen sink right now. Um, oh, that's a good idea to sort of think about that because I haven't even looked. Oh, um, dear. You've got to look at the kitchen sink. That's the hub of the home. That's the I hub of the home. I think there's painting stuff that the mm, children no. I haven't properly cleaned up mixed with food. Oh, paint and food. It'll Poor Katie. Be, your wife's going to come back. By the time she comes home. In a frantic last minute panic. Like yes, a six that's my week system. I told you my system before. Homework. Why clean the floor three times a day? They've done Play Doh, they've eaten food. Wait till the end of the day, then go to bed. They'll be eating the their play doh. No. What, off the floor? I want to talk to your children to check they're okay, but I'm not qualified, so let's get social right. services involved because they're qualified to handle a case like this one. And I'm using the word case deliberately. Come and see me, Russell Brand, on my rebirth tour. You can see me, Birmingham, 5th of December, Leicester, 6th of December, Brixton, 19th of December. Go to russellbrand.com if you want to come and see me live. A lot of people come. They enjoy it very much. You came. You loved it, didn't you, Matthew? It's even closer than Tunbridge Wells. I could see? get there. You'd be in that's and out main, in no time. That's the main that's criteria. The Journey going time trade-off. What a pig. What a swine after everything I've given him. After so saying I found on the train? Go on. Look at this. Is this another item? <laughs> Things Matt's found I on the train. I was told to up my game. The game's been up sky of things <laughs> Matt's found on the train. Oh, it's, it's cute. Stuff it was tucked into the it. seat and I found it. I think, I think it came well, to firstly, me. Well, I don't like this. What's this filthy smudge in the corner? That's a horse. Look at it. It's a little Get girl's off. notebook. Okay. Christmas... Oh, it's made breaking my heart, this. Christmas list. Harry Styles concert ticket, tick. Goose and Gander hoodie, tick. Lost Anthem rose t-shirt, tick. JD Sports Air Vapor Max, pink, tick. Reebok black and white, tick. Signed, Matt Morgan. <laughs> that is the sweetest, <laughs> loveliest oh, thing. Cute, cute, oh, though. It's it like... makes me want to cry, that does, a bit, because but it's that... people's lives. What I don't understand is why she wrote it, I assume it's a girl, Folded it up and then tucked it into a train seat for me to find. I've got a beard and a lot of Christmas magic. <laughs> Christmas magic. If you are that girl with Matt or Morgan. boy, <laughs> is there anything unticked on it? Nothing. No. So why would she tick the tick things? Why? What does that mean? And no, does it mean it's the... been done? Uh, do you think this is a mum ticking off? Yeah, the things? it's been done. She's... Otherwise, I'd feel bad like something was unticked and then the mum forgot that. Oh, I didn't get that thing. So would I. I can't bear it. Peter Bainham once told me that after, after 
Oh gosh, no, sure. Someone once told me. Someone once told me that after the the death of their mother, they went into the kitchen and like uh, like they and there was all like little notes in the kitchen, like in the in the handwriting of the their now dead mother, and looking at the handwriting was full of evocation. So I think the sort of sentiment you feel when you look at something like it's like it's there's something personal and about it all. The terrible looming spectre of death. Anyway, that's my new item. The terrible looming spectre of death. Isn't Harry Styles in a band though? What has he now? Mate, he's one of the biggest stars in the whole wide world. He went solo. solo. Oh, he's gone solo. He's gone solo. And having great success. He's in Dunkirk. He's not like just some some muppet. It's not like oh, didn't he used to be on this morning presenting an item about jam jars? That's Harry Styles. Really bought into the cult of Harry Styles. Yes, I have. He's got a good head of hair, and evidently he's a good boy. He's a good boy, Harry Styles. (laughs) Big switch on the biggest switch off. Residents react now. Look, oh, this is brilliant. Christmas is coming, guys. Christmas is coming, and what you need is a controversial (laughs) drug addict in your town. So uh, look at this. Look at this. Now, as you know, I live in the countryside now, and yes. uh, I've been invited. I went to my dear, beloved friend Tom Kerridge. He runs a whole host of events. He's a telly chef, and he's a lovely bloke, and he owns a Michelin star restaurant. Lovely. His missus Beth. She's a sculptor, but then again, no. And like, uh, what? Are they? Are they? Uh, I went to one of their events, and the mayor of Marlow goes to me. Will you turn on our Christmas? I'll give him a mayor voice. All right. <clears throat> Hello. No, that's not a mayor. Well, she was Ruddy a woman cheeks. mayor. Oh, she was a woman what? mayor. You play the mayor. And it, your line is... Oh, hello, Russell. Oh, hello, Mrs. Mayor. Are you <laughs> all right? Have you yes. Been, uh, what is it? Were you, what, we nice, would like you... It's a nice event, this. Isn't it, Mrs. Mayor? Shut up. Oh, sorry. We want mom. you. What are you doing at Christmas? Oh, do you well, celebrate Christmas? Of course I do. I love all the religions. I all of them. They're do. all brilliant. They're Even terrorists. tattooed on your arm. <laughs> Oh, don't be critical, Mrs. May. Oh, Vicious pig. <laughs> I'll kick you. Um, yeah, what I wanted to ask you May, was... Mrs. May, you must be foaming at the gas. I am! <laughs> to meet me. Now, what do you, you want to ask me? What do you want to ask me? Give us the honour in Marlow mm. of turning on... Mm. Wait for it. Yeah? The Christmas think, lights. Oh, sorry. I thought you were going to say something. Harry Styles has pulled out. <laughs> well, that could take a while from what I've heard. <laughs> okay, so you want me to turn on the Christmas lights, do you? Yeah? Yes. Please. All right. I'll do it, Mrs. Mayor, because you are, may I say, graceful and elegant and a fine, fine I, person. Thank you. I have to warn you, though. Oh? It's a bold choice on my part. <laughs> Not everyone in Marlowe. We'll be happy. Well, let's see. Cut two. Cut two. Cut two. Smash cut two. Headline. Citizen Kane. Big switch on and the biggest switch off. Residents react to Russell Brand turning on Marlowe's Christmas lights. The news that Russell Brand will be switching on this year's Christmas lights in Marlowe has received a mixed reaction, with one resident saying his family will be avoiding the event for the first time in 11 years. They're going to avoid the Christmas lights. It was officially confirmed last week that the comedian will be this year's celebrity guest at the popular annual light switch on, which will take place on Thursday in November the 23rd. <laughs> Hold on, let me do that again. I think what? I can do Hang on. Oh, yeah, because it's not Christmas, Thursday, is it? November the 24th. 
yeah, cause you've got to do it in advance because it's really it's for the commercial, it's for the street, isn't it, to sell things down the streets. Oh, Thursday, they've never... blown the Christmas magic already. <laughs> no, no, it's Christmas magic. Booking. Christmas magic. That's a massive speech about religion. The monotheistic. Hey, everyone's <laughs> welcome. It's not just Christmas. I just call it the holidays. Uh, which button is it? <laughs> and then everyone sees your skeleton. <laughs> Listen, this is going to be a great event in Marlow, twenty third of November. Everybody's invited, and may I say this, from all faiths, from all faiths, yeah, or none at all, because isn't the real religion being nice, yeah? Think about that on your Christmas dinner. Bring the Druid, bring the Druid I will bring the Philip from Druidry.com or whatever he's calling his website. Philip Cargon would be most welcome. It was officially confirmed, yeah, while some people praise the news, others have criticised the choice. Alice Dare Gibb wrote to the Bucks Free Press to say he would not be attending this year, adding that he was disgusted. <laughs> disgusted, That's Matt. That's very strong... Disgust. That means he felt bile rise in his stomach. Disgust happens what, in the abdomen. If it was like we're going to put a statue of him permanently in the town, like I can understand mm. some sort. But to suppress a button for some Christmas lights, that he's put too much weight. I mean, I completely understand his viewpoint. The, hey! But like, <laughs> no, but to put that much weight onto the... Well, he sees turning the on great the Christmas lights of Marlowe. It's yeah. like, come on. But listen, Alto, he's wrong because I'm great. Hang on, aren't you Check from out this Henry? Bit. He said, I couldn't do both. He said Marlow Town Council must have suffered a collective memory failure when choosing A-list comedian Russell Brand as this year's celebrity. He's got A-list comedian in inverted commas, meaning it's a sort of a quote of something. Russell Brand at this year's celebrity guest. With self-confessed addictions to drugs and sex, he's hardly a role model for the young. The big switch on, the biggest switch off, more like. And they've actually used that for the headline, this quote from that from, from that man. But it's good to overcome addictions to sex and drugs, well, isn't it? He hasn't even it? said that he don't. It sounds like he isn't aware you've overcome them. Oh, so right, it's like I'm rampaging around, yeah. turn off on a Christmas tree and then snog somebody. No, no, no. This bit's really good. Dill Gray commented, thank God I don't live in Marlowe. I would think with him switching on the lights would be enough to cancel Christmas. Sorry, but I can't stand him at any price. Look at that name, Dill Gray. Dill Gray. Could there be a more boring name? Dill, hello. Dill, Dill here. Gray. I'd What's like... your middle name? Bland. Still bland, grey, and cold, cold night. I'd like the Christmas lights to be turned on by a mannequin, a <laughs> faceless mannequin with no eye holes, <laughs> if you could. I'd like the lights just to be a one colour, uniform lights, so just a single Very bulb. Dim, bulb. <laughs> dim it down so you could actually see the filament. Merry Christmas. Study the filament. Yeah, bloody deal, Grey. You want to get behind old Russ. Meanwhile, other residents were delighted with the revelation. Revelation. McCorkle said, Claire McCorkle said, fantastic choice. Yeah, he's a bad past, but he's proof you can turn your life right round, baby, right round like a record. While Rebecca, Rebecca Francis added, so excited, can't wait. Catherine Mallins said, brilliant, looking forward to it. Uh, these are what the questions I want to know. Have you ever turned on Christmas lights before? Yeah, around our house, yeah. It went well. Oh, I mean publicly. <laughs> Never. Why? Right. Who, well, did it, who did it in Marlow last year? Mary Berry. Was it really? Mary Berry. Yeah, you know? Wow. Mary Berry from oh, the cakes. Off, yeah. Mary Berry, she can well, make a cake. That's pretty big. That's pretty, is she a local? I don't know. Is that the Mary criteria? Berry. You've got to be famous and local. I don't think you have to be local. I think what it is is Mary Berry. She's more what m the overt idea of Marlow would be about. Oh, God, yeah. Whereas completely. I'm more representative of a, a sort of a, a Victorian slum. A crow lands on a child's corpse, picks at, at the meat still festering between the bones. 
I mean, you had a guy with a sign and putting a man in the ground and listen to that image. All right, it was never a real child. It was a DNA clone. It never had a life. It's got no memories. It's just a piece of flesh. It's just a co- it's you, just a corpse. Are you excited about doing the lights? Merry Christmas. Yeah, I am actually. I'm really into good. it. Are you going to give a speech? Of course I'm going to give a speech. Are you going to say, we'll... let there be light and then go to your head? Oh, actually, yes, that is a good line. I've got some pretty good jokes, actually. Now, what we'll do is we'll have an advert now and then we'll uh, come back and we'll discuss me a lot more. With Sky Broadband Superfast, you get reliable broadband here. <laughs> Smells good. There. Morning. <laughs> and everywhere. <laughs> Sorry. Get guaranteed Wi-Fi in every room or money back with Sky Broadband Superfast. So reliable, it's minion-proof. Sky. Believe in better. Requires Sky Broadband Boost and Sky Kit in fibre areas only. Speeds vary by location. Minimum 3 megabits or refund on boost component of subscription paid during current minimum term up to date of claim. See sky.com slash guarantee. Russell Brand. Radio X. We've just had some news. We've had Kasabian. It's the second hour now. Many people say it's the second hour where the Russell Brand show really comes to life. Where This is where we transcend the membrane of the real and enter into phenomenon that's difficult to understand. What happens between the synapses when electrons travel from one end to the other? What is consciousness? These deep mysteries. Mysteries of the deep, deep, deep... Down in the deep, there are such mysteries. That's better. You've got better. There's Skritink! Skritink! Everywhere you bloody look, I've been there down in the seaside, and there's Skritink all up the pier. There, Skritink. What are you. So when you turn on the lights, do you do Mm. a speech? Yeah, I'll be turning on the lights in Marlow, 23rd of November. Come down and attend, because I want to load the audience up with favourable people. I mean, if it's gotcha. if it's only Dill Gray standing there, drably, gripping the yellowing neck curtains in, in his bony fist. I, think, I reckon he'll be there with a pair of pruning shears, cutting wires. <laughs> there, good luck. Good luck lighting up Marlow, because current requires a conducive metal to travel down and I've snippity-snipped it all away. You've got to do the most important bit is the countdown. Well, is there a countdown? Yeah. You go from 10 down to... So everyone's like, you know, at the stroke of midnight, is it? No, it's not happening at midnight. That's impractical for a shopping festival. No, no, no. Well, it'll be 5.30pm, won't it? Five-ish. Five, around 5, 7.30, something like that. Five, one of those numbers. One of them numbers that's ages before 12, midway about 10. You know those numbers, four, five, six. Now, you do need to know your numbers because that's the most important bit. Numbers I don't agree with and I don't think they're even real. Trust the Aboriginals on this one. One, two, then a bunch of other stuff. That's their counting, isn't it? The Aboriginal folk. Yes. They've got a number for one. That's me. This two. is why they shouldn't have asked you. You've got to start at 10 and then nope. go. I'll go like this. This will be me. Uh, this is my speech. <clears throat> numbers. Are they even real? Thank you very much. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Join me in this countdown. Ten, one, two, buckle my shoe, <laughs> five. Uh, See you at the regatta. Six, the lights will be six. The lights will be switched on at 6.30. 6.30, they'll be switched on at. When you do a countdown to a launch of something, mm. like a rocket, right? Mm. Why do you think they don't say number five? They do say number five. They don't. Ten. Wait a second. Why Nine, not? eight, seven, six. Four. Four. Hold on, why don't they say number five Sounds now? Sounds like fire. Yeah, but it isn't going to say fire in a countdown. Were you even anyway. in the army? You did, of course I did. I did my time. I did my service. I was in the Boer War. And I went through a... I saw things, boy. I saw things what you wouldn't believe. 
in that Boer War. Leaved you then for a moment. Of course you did. So hold on, but when you're doing a NASA countdown... No, not NASA. I mean, like, it's say military, military stuff. Ten. Not NASA. Nine. NASA. Four. Twenty-two. No, I've seen a thing ladies. where they were going... Ten, nine, eight, seven, six... Three, four, three, two, one. Well, because you might be don't right. Don't say Matt. the word five, Matt. You might be right. The main thing is, is I'm turning on the Christmas lights for NASA in Marlow, and it's going to be a hell of a shindig. And you're very, very welcome to come. Bring your wife if she's not abandoned you for yet another holiday <laughs> to cope with the trauma of being wed to you. When are you going to come round our house? Are you I coming over? We've made a date. We've I've sorted invited- it out. G round. I've invited people round, and yet most nights I sit alone in an <laughs> acrylic hat picking apples by moonlight, Mate, none listen, of which have got a listen, single drop of juice in them. We are coming over, right? Yeah. Next weekend, right? The You've, dates are the 25th this. and the 26th, I think. Was now. Yeah. Don't do what you do, right? And then yeah. turn them away at the door. Well, I'm going <laughs> if, if you're there or not, right? Right. I'm going to some woods in Essex. On my own, or with you, if you want to come. You're saying this I've like our relationship's in trouble. Tensile tree tents. One's for you. Right. Got it at home. Right. Prehensile. You need no tree tent. <laughs> Do you want to come <laughs> to the t- trees? It's uh, like 25th, like 26th. Are you doing to the a trees. show? Are you doing a show on the 27th of what? November. 25th, 20, what did I say? 25th and That's 26th. That's when I invite open the December, Christmas lights of November. What? That's when the Christmas lights. No, it's 23rd, 6.30pm, Marlowe Town Centre. 27th, up a tree, yeah, Thursday. Matt Morgan, So that Saturday night and the Sunday night, I will be in some Essex right, imagine woods, this was all now. on my own, freezing cold. Use your technique, Russell. Use the force. Use do your you druid magic. There? Use your druid technique. But you have to help out. You're not allowed to just sit by the fire and I do deep everything. deep within. Now imagine this. You're in the woods. It's Matt Morgan's over there. What's he doing? What's that awful smell? He's wearing a wet woolly top. He's picking an apple in the moonlight. Apples in the moonlight. I'm not enjoying this. I'm not enjoying this at all. That's a yes. I'll see you there. Right. I'll see you there on the 27th Upper Tree in Essex, where we're going to be Epping it. Forest Country Club. I don't want it. It's not going to be some giddy school outing. It's, this is real man stuff. Will there be sweets? You're going to have can to have a haircut. Can you guarantee it's going to be nice and warm, please? I, well, it'll be all right. You need I a, don't like being you need cold. A winter, you need a four-season sleeping bag. Sir, I will be dressed in a circus strongman's outfit, which is what I always <laughs> wear for camping. A leotard like a leopard skin, if you don't mind. Now, it's coming up to the great Russell Brand uh, uh, Show Festival, Christmas Spectacular Festival, what? and that is where people will be invited to see us live. You will be, and indeed could be, behind a glass panel. That is one of the no, things we're No, they'll be in a radio theatre with 28 seats. Matt, I think... I think I know about professional broadcast by now, and it involves glass panels, as I've There'll said. There'll probably be one can, installed, some sort of perspex screen just for lovely. you, because it's on your rider. I'd love that. I do need a glass panel. A lot of people want glass panels. It's mentioned every week. There's an email here from Peter. Dear Russ, Matt and G, I was so moved by your vivid portrayals of the yuck man. That's how Matt sees me on the periphery of our utopia that I'm still building. Uh, I, I was compelled to draw the yuck man. Here it is. I hope that I've satisfactorily captured his essence. Good. It's a murky green image. Do you think that's captured the yuck man's essence? Yeah. It's pretty good, isn't it? Yeah. That he looks like a filthy scumbag, so... Sort of Quentin Blake vibe, yeah, which you've got. Very much. I do look like I've been drawn by I Quentin. I don't like the fact you've got Odin's raven on your little hand. Good. I like Odin's raven. I should be commanding the und- undead. Hello, Matt, says someone called Decline Allow. I thought you'd enjoy the similarity that we drew between you and this record-breaking painting of Decline Christ. Decline Allow? That's an Instagram, you fool. Oh, yeah. Alex and Dan. Alex and Dan. Decline and Allow are a couple of crows I trained. <laughs> so, this sold for just after half 
are just under half a billion pounds. 450.3 million pounds. It does look like you, this necklace, Dollars, Jesus. It's Jesus without a neck. Instead of a neck, I think Da Vinci needs to buck his ideas up if he wants to stay in the top 10 artists because this character he's tried to pass off as Jesus, he's a, he's a tubby looking fella, isn't he? Yeah, the sort of neck doesn't work. Jesus wouldn't have a That's neck my, like that. That's Mona Lisa's face. They're saying it looks like me. They're right. It does. It does look like you. It's got that sort of air of dissatisfied... Like I mean, I can't imagine Jesus would have been like that. Like a little... He looks like he's a, a, a grumpy curmudgeon on the edge of town. Well, tail. that's probably the person that's staying there for 12 hours being painted. Yeah, probably a criminal, because mostly they worked with people on the edges of society. Yeah, the the only people who stand still and in the nude or whatever. Hopeless drunks people. and sex what workers. What does the... Um, and I'm asking you this genuinely, because mm-hmm. I don't know, but I'm sure you've researched it. Of course. It. What does that mean when Christ has two fingers pointing up to... Like, going like that? I don't know, actually. We should know. That's a good bit of information. Gun, I've, gunshot, gunshot. Salute. Uh, no. How dare you? Our Lord. <laughs> our Lord himself. Same brap. <laughs> the two fingers of Christ, as discussed just then by us, uh, represents the two natures and one hypostasis or person. Oh, that's good. That's what it means. There's the two natures. The two fingers on the single hand mm. that our Lord makes is acknowledged to exist in that people exist in two natures, hypostasis or person. So I suppose it's you knowing that uh, right. that quote, "I am of the world but not in it," meaning yeah. that you have a material nature but you are your pure consciousness. Or like our druid man there, Philip was saying that we acknowledge that there is an aspect of ourself that seems to be beyond us, and feelings that can be induced what with contact and experience of nature that feels like it takes you beyond the sort of mm. rigmarole. And your craving to go and tie yourself up in a tent pole, that must be to do if you want to be connected is, to honestly, nature, It is don't part you? of that. It is. Also, I want the quiet, which is a bit stupid inviting you. That's right, because I'm a loudmouth, as you know. But I'll be very reflective. Oh, no, you will in the be. Tree. There is, you, have a di- you have a number of different gears to your personality, mm. and I think out there you'll use... You're quiet, one. I'm beginning thinking a lot of the spin-off Ewok cartoon that was on when we were children. We're the E E E E E Ewoks. We're the creatures one big of happy a family, wasn't it? I don't know. <laughs> no, that's something else. There's Chief Chirper. There's Wixie. There's Nasty Nick. And there's Doc Cotton. They're the Ewoks. Now they're struggling along in the woods because Dirty Dens burnt down the bloody Dagmar. <laughs> Now, what we have to do is get these Ewoks to start cooperating. Do you remember an Ewok film that was called Caravan of Courage? Yes, I do remember I saw watching that. that. Was that any good? Weird. No. Uh, it wasn't no, it was like, like Star Wars with no shooting in it. Did they it's play the Stormtroopers' heads? No, there was no... I don't think the Empire <laughs> were there. The Empire backed off. Back off! Hello, says Fleur Mondianipur. It would make my whole year to come and stand behind a glass panel for the live show in December. I recently finished recovery. I loved it. I f- love G's poems. I love the funny stories. Pin, pin. I love the ramblings. What ramblings? So uh, that's Fleur <laughs> Mondanipur wants to come. And look at this from Daniel well, I'm inundated Burke. on Instagram and people asking to come. And there's only 28 seats. It's the most ridiculous, like... We need to do something in a big theatre at some point. We need to book out the Albert Hall or possibly <laughs> Wembley Stadia to invite people, the many fans of this radio show, to stand by discreet oh, glass panels. Can everyone just come down to the front, please? Right, move along. And then it was just like two rows at Wembley. Oh, that'd be bleak. Or why don't we go to the woods? Do a show in the middle of the yeah, woods. Yeah, see, that's what I was. And all. I'm all about that. that. that that's that's half, a festival. You say? Yeah, that's halfway to your festival. Just a spiritual. Just give festival. like uh, you know, sort of a, a grid reference and say we'll be there. 
Mm, yeah, like a grid old, like old school yeah. rave. And then people who do it, they and they have to camp there. Who's your friend that you like again? That man we had on the show called Ed Sa- Stafford. Ed Stafford, he couldn't help us survive. He's there. not my friend. He will never reply to my messages. I don't blame him. He's coming on under the skin to talk to me about things very deeply. Well, I will be there, and I'll say you can come, oh, Ed. Why don't you reply to my Instagram message? You can come, and you will be permitted a couple of questions. But I don't want you being silly, silly and ghoulish. Silly. I don't want you simply besmirching the atmosphere of under the skin because you know it's very grown up. In well, there. you actually allow me to come on in under the skin. Of course, so this is Russell Brand under the skin. With me today will be Ed Stafford. We'll be talking about surviving from the true nature and essence. Can of you man. please watch some of his programs before? I will not do that. No, put <laughs> a lot on because honestly, busy. though, you've got to go. Oh, I really like that bit in that show and be specific. Mm. Because you're such a back of the book reader, aren't you? Hold on, uh, uh, hold on. All stuff from really his wiki, like this Wikipedia page that you're, show. you're reading as you're interviewing him. I know. That's what I interviewed the mayoress of New York, and uh, or the wife of the mayor of New York. And, she, and as I was doing the intro, she went, "This is just my Wikipedia page." <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I went, "Please, Ouch. lady mayor, mate, I <laughs> actually am a key is Wikipedia." Is it not true that you have a spouse and a date of birth, <laughs> Adam? I put it to you, spouse haver, mayor, and date of birth owner. And there are links at the bottom of your page. Would you not say, Mayoress, that to continue doing this work, it, we could make a contribution, a small contribution to Wikipedia of five pounds? Would you not admit that there is a disambiguation with people with a similar name to you? Madam. Um, madam your silence speaks volumes, <laughs> Lady Mayor. Uh, hello, I interrupt this Radio X show for an important announcement from the government. Don't. Drink Most Adagio best. teas, Joel oh, drink Adagio teas, filthy stuff, tastes like we, probably bleeding poisonous. Email here from Daniel Burke, <laughs> CEO of that fat cat corporation, Adagio teas. Hi guys, it's me, the Adagio teas lady. I was listening to the podcast on the way to work this morning, and Russell mentioned I'd be welcome behind the infamous glass panel. I would like to take up this offer if it still stands. Of course it does. We'd like to see you, Daniel. I'm very happy in any case to supply your crew with festive teas. Oh, thanks, love. We have a lot of exciting <laughs> Christmasy things so coming this week. I'd like to give you a little token of my appreciation as I'm fearful of being fired. I'm just as glad to be a regular item in some obscure ways. Best wishes, Daniel Burke, from that revolting vile brew, Adagio Tease. Matt, what on earth are you doing now? It looks like you've produced a brick from a druid's igloo. What uh- is it? About to eat a brownie. <laughs> we'll leave that on the shelf. All right, so uh, there's a lot of other important things to be talking about, and let's start talking about them now. Firstly, we're going to have an advert, then I'm going to come back and raise the, cu- the cultural bar very high by talking to Ian Howarth, who was a former cult member and now is in a cult charity, and I'll be doing something cultural myself. So the word cult is going to be being said a lot. I said cult. Here comes some content. This, this is... is. Radio X. Russell Brand. Yeah, you're listening to Russell Brand on Radio X. That was Sir Michael Jackson with his hit record, Bad. That was his Maximo Parker. I was just thinking about Michael Jackson. I played him to my kid the other day. She loves him. Yeah. Yeah, he's brilliant, isn't he, Michael Jackson? Got to get into it. Now, come and leave it. Now, uh, hang on a second, because we're going to be talking to a a man who knows all about cults pretty soon. We're going to be trying out some fantastic new items. I'm going to be reading this email that I'm reading already. Greg, it's written by... Hmm. 
Thank you so much for reading out my email last week. I was sitting in my backyard, garden for you, reflecting on a different day's Australian, reflecting on a difficult day with Radio X in the background to drown out the silence. It's perfect for this. Drown out the silence, Matt. What a concept. Hmm. Drown out the silence. Hmm. Poetic. To hear my name read out and commented on by you and Matt Morgan was a real experience. However, your producers cut out the middle and most important part of my email, which was integral to the whole story. I don't think we did, did we? Matt's observation about the extraordinary gifts of Aboriginal Australians were right on the money. We're a special people, old continuing culture in the world. Thanks so much from Greg. There you go. Remember a minute ago, I was talking about uh, Aboriginal culture, wasn't I? Wasn't I? Certainly were. Saying <laughs> that the, the numerical system was different, their entire relationship space was different and I had an intuitive understanding of the compass. That's just some of the things that I was saying. Hold on. Uh, right. Oh, gosh. I've got so much content. I don't know quite what to do with myself. Oh, no. I've got the collie wobbles. Oh, I'm going down <laughs> with the collie wobbles. It's hitting me quite hard. Would you like a portion of git? Many people these <laughs> days are foaming at the gams to get their hands on a portion of git. A portion of git. What's happening now? now? What's happening? What What's happening mean? now, Matt? I don't even know. Is I'm doing an interview which is going to be professional. It's going to be brilliant. It's going to be of a person who's been in a cult, who's left a cult. You've already mispronounced his name on here. So what do you think it is? Before we go Hayworth. further. All right. Well, we'll find out. What did you say sure. before? Horworth in Horworth. Horworth. Yep. And we're going to find out. Horworth. He might now, be. We're going to find Hall. out. Now, aren't we, by talking to him? So the mystery's about to be resolved, Matt, isn't it? So you can... Oh, hold on. Oh, no. What did I just press then? Oh, hello. Hello, darling. <laughs> Mr. Grimsdale! <laughs> oh, you silly ass! Right, now it's time for an interview with... Get it all out before the interview. I am getting it out. Ian Holworth, Holworth, was an ex-cult member. He's been... Like, we can just ask him. Hold on a sec. Ian, are you there, please, sir? I hope so. Hello, mate. Well, am I saying your name correctly? Ian Holworth. You're getting fairly close. Go it's on. Howarth. It's a village Howarth. in Yorkshire. Oh, you're lovely. I was wrong. Yeah, Matt gutted. Right, so look, um, I want to learn more about cults. Firstly, I would like to know, what is a cult? What is the deter- What determines or defines one? Well, we, we have five characteristics for a cult, but the most important one by far is that it's a group using um, psychological techniques to recruit people. These are often called techniques of psychological coercion, mind control, or today, in connection with uh, terrorism, they're called radicalization techniques. And they're the same things, then, that turn someone into a terrorist. But um, uh, most cults, of course, don't um, uh, program you to go around shooting people. And so uh, terms like mind control and psychological coercion are usually used. Okay. So what's an example? What's a, uh, what is a verified cult, then, can we say? Like, you know, aside from terrorist organisations that are, are well-defined and understood, what would be what cults are operating in the United Kingdom right now? Well, there are up to a 1,000 cults operating Golly. in the UK. Oh, There's loads and, of them. Uh, yeah, and, and so on a per capita basis, we're talking about a, a similar problem to that facing people living in uh, the United States. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think most people would imagine it's far worse over there, but it, it, it isn't. Oh, um, I would imagine it. Problem because here. Here's my prejudice, Ian. Americans would be much more into cults. They're just a bit more like that. Whereas we, the British, we're made of stronger stuff. But is that a prejudice that doesn't stand up to analysis? Absolutely. And what I would say is it's not a case of being into a cult um, or, or not, because that would imply free choice. And with cults, you don't have a free choice. Cults recruit people, as I say, through the use of mind control techniques. And the last person to know he or she is in a cult is the cult member. 
Um, and you lose the ability to think freely, choose freely. Uh, it's a form of slavery, to, to be quite Mental frank. slavery. Ian, come on then. You got sucked into a cult, did you? Tell us about it. I did. What one was it, and what was it like? It was a, a group in, uh, in Canada. I was living in Toronto at the time. Uh, things were going well in my life, and um, uh, I met someone that uh, claimed to be doing a survey. Um, she also happened to be very attractive, and I was very single. So I wasn't um, at all... Um, Ian, about you just got, got hoovered into a cult. First, the track. Hello, sir. Have you ever considered giving money to Greenpeace? No, I've considered getting married to you. What, what, what on earth happened, Ian? Well, I was doing some shopping on a Saturday in Toronto. You were um, popped to the shops and you end up joining a cult. You better explain to me what went on that day in Toronto. <laughs> no one's well, safe. I was. I had a little list of items to buy. Oh my she approached God. me. What was on there? Uh, Ru- pick up rubber gloves, Brillo pads, g- jar of peanut butter. Join, join cult for a while. Uh, hold on a minute. I didn't mean to join a cult. When did that happen? <laughs> go on, so, go well, on. She, she, she claimed she was doing a survey and she had a clipboard and uh, Fine. some She's got kind a clipboard, of brilliant. paperwork. And uh, she wanted to ask me some questions for this alleged survey. And, and so I answered maybe half a dozen questions and... Um, it was over with in no time at all. What were the questions, I Ian? I can't remember. It doesn't matter what um, the questions were. Right. I, I know that one of them was, could education be improved? Um, Definitely, yes, uh, yes. Uh, could the world be a better place? You know, questions yes. where you're going to say yes, You're yes, being yes. sucked into the cult via Maybe. Ian's story. No, no, I won't. How dare you, bloody unbeliever? I'll kill you! <laughs> Let him tell and, his story. At the, uh, at the end of the um, uh, survey... Uh, she said, you know, the way you've answered these questions, um, I think you'd be interested in this community group that um, I belong to. Well, I wasn't. I was very much an individual. I was a rather awkward customer. And uh, I was just going to carry on with the shopping. And, and she said, you know, the way you've answered these questions, um, I, I, I can see that you, you do, in fact, need to um, uh, do something more for your community. Isn't it time you consider giving something back instead of taking all the time? Mm. And Quite frankly, she was right, and she, she made was. me feel rather selfish, and I was selfish. And <laughs> I thought, well, the least I can do is to try and help um, people less fortunate. So anyway, she told me there was a meeting with about 100 people in a ballroom in a hotel. Sounds brilliant week. so far. Uh, why not come along? Yeah. And so I agreed I'd do that. And, right, now, Ian, can I just, um, before we go any deeper in the story, at this point, you've popped to the shops in Canada. You've got a shopping list, peanut yeah. butter, marigold, Brillo yeah, pads. Now. It. And, and she's asked a few questions. Should there be more education? You've gone, yes, yes, yes. Uh, she said you should help more in the community. You thought I shouldn't help more in the community. She's invited you to a bloody ballroom, and you've gone, right? Is yeah, that right? that's it. Right, what happens when you get there? Well, I turned up. There were indeed about 100 people, as she'd suggested there would be, that um, were clueless like me. And um, it consisted, the evening consisted of a talk followed by a coffee break followed by a short film. And I thought the talk would clarify the aims and objectives for this group, whatever it was. Is that what you were thinking but in your mind? You were thinking, where's the aims, where's the objectives, was you? Yeah, well, well, indeed, I wanted to know what was going on um, before disappearing. Anyway, the speaker um, droned on and on about herself and how she'd had a tragic life, and I was bored to tears with the whole affair, but I thought <laughs> I'd be polite, and, I, and, and I'll, I'll wait until uh, the break, and then I'll leave. Mm. Um, and, and uh, when the break was called, instead of leaving, um, 
I noticed that people were coming into the room with a lot of food, and it was all free. And I paid two dollars to go in in the first place. So I thought <laughs> the least I can do is to get my money's worth. Ian, you got hoovered into a cult for a chat from an attractive woman with a clipboard and the offer of a prawn sandwich. All primal urges. Mm. Your primal urges are floating around on the surface, Ian. Go on. So someone comes in with a buffet, and instead of leaving, the whole time yeah. you've been incredibly circumspect. This bored is rubbish. Tears, Don't get bored of so this story. I, yeah, and then what I, happens? I, I they get... give you a bloody volivon and off you go. That's it. I, I grabbed as much food as I could and a drink. <laughs> and um, I was a smoker in those days and you weren't allowed to smoke in the room. So I balanced the food and drink and went out to light up in the corridor you outside. balance it on, like just a paper plate? Well, uh, I, I, I did a good job. I think I put the glass down in the corridor when I got there. But Fair anyway, enough. I lit up the cigarette and another mm. person rushed over and said, oh, have you ever thought of quitting smoking? Mm-hmm. Now, about a month before all this, my doctor had advised me to quit smoking, or I'd probably die by the time I was 40. Because, uh, How many facts uh, was you having a day? You'd have to be doing a couple hundred a day to do yourself no, in no. by 40. I, I, I'm an asthmatic. I always ah. have been. I was doing about 25 to 30 a day, That's but it's, it's not good to, to smoke um, any cigarettes, is it? No, you shouldn't anyway, have been doing it. You shouldn't have been doing it. She'd finally, somebody had finally hit my area of interest. That's the point. Ah. And she said that they had a course over four days that would show me how to quit or I'd get my money back. Good cut. And right. so uh, it cost the equivalent of 100 quid. And um, I, I phoned the Better Business Bureau the next day to check it out. There was no internet at Very the time. Very responsible, weren't you, before joining a cult? You've, you've, you've paid two quid. You've been circumspect through the whole lecture. And now you phone the Better Business Bureau before a £100 investment yeah. in an anti-smoking course. And you still end up in a cult. How does it happen? Uh, well, the four-day course... Um, was was there to break Come people on. down physically and mentally, and physically? I didn't know it. And how'd they break it yes. down physically? <laughs> Chip a bit because, off you. Because because uh, you you were most people were working in order to afford the course, and so it was Thursday night, Friday night, all day Saturday and Sunday. Thursday night it started about six o'clock and went on till about twelve or one in in the morning, and then you go to work the next day, absolutely shattered. Shattered. Work a full day, come back again, and it's six o'clock till midnight or one o'clock. By Saturday, you're even more tired. But beyond that, they were using hypnosis, um, something we describe as love bombing. Um, oh, love bombing. Let's tell us a bit more about that. That sounds a good technique. Uh, well, a lot of hugs and kisses uh, to make you uh, feel that um, oh. Uh, oh. you're welcome and these are loving people and so on and so forth. Um, it, it's actually false love. It's conditional love. The moment you ask the wrong questions, the love's turned off or maybe turned to lawsuits. <laughs> um, uh, especially if you start to expose them. Well, go on, wait um, a minute. What did like? Uh, what's the wrong questions then? You're having a nice love bomb, and then you go, "Here, what's going on with this cult? I'm still bloody smoking." Then what happens? Well, um, two and a half weeks after I was recruited. Um, by the way, at the end of the course, I'd given them all the money I had, dedicated my life to it, and resigned from my job. Hold on, what? When did that all happen? A minute ago, you're just giving up fags. Now you've given them all of your earnings. That's right. How did it, how did you Ian? When was the transitional moment? Is this because of the love? About bombs? Saturday midday. <laughs> Saturday <laughs> midday. <laughs> yeah. Saturday midday. You handed over your own. Like, what got said that made you go from being a quite sceptical viewer of this process to being someone totally immersed in it? And you're a Yorkshireman, the last person <laughs> that should be joining a cult. What happened? The cult of Yorkshire. I'm actually a Lancashire lad. Sorry. So you need to be careful what you say. Know, but the, the, the name comes from Yorkshire. <laughs> So I apologise. Um, 
that's all right. But um, there's no one thing that was said. Over the four-day course, we were hypnotized 16 times without knowing it once. We were told we were learning how to meditate, but it hadn't been defined. And uh, again, the last person to know that he or she is a victim of mind control um, is the victim. How did you, and, like, so hold on, so over the course of this day, you've been hypnotised 16 times, they've told you you're meditating, right, relax, 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 meditate, you're in a meadow, sit down, look at a tree, there's a nice field, give us your bank account details. Is that how it went? Uh, not exactly, but not <clears> far <throat> off. And well, there they are called the fact, cult, were did... they any good? I mean, some, I was wondering if a cult might be all right. You know, because aren't we all in a cult, really? The cult of consumerism, the cult of capitalism. I mean, like if you test its parameters, say you sort of say, oh, I don't agree with it, then you'll be, you will be challenged. I mean, isn't, we've, aren't we all in cults to a various degree and all we're discussing is the scale? You know, as long as you're participating you're a cult as... apologist. <laughs> oh, you've gone straight to that not, extreme. Not, <laughs> not at all. I would suggest that um, we're part of society. Each society has its norms. Um, norms that's an important word though i think ian what is it is and 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 if we leave that society and come back to it we go through re-socialization perhaps well like say but when you're talking about but we always maintain the ability to think for ourselves and perhaps you're a good example of that oh thank you um because you got me there with flattery i would have pursued that line but you went you're a good example i think fine leave that there (laughs) Well, I mean, you're, you're critically analysing what I'm saying now, and quite rightly too. Mm. And um, I was doing my best to critically analyse this new association be- before I got involved. But you were doing brilliant, right the... till 12 o'clock Saturday, then you jumped in yeah. both feet. Like I only mentioned that time because at Saturday midday, I suddenly realised I didn't need a cigarette again. Ooh. I'd never been told how to quit smoking, but I'd know. become someone else. And you, you go it from worked. one personality to another. Um, it doesn't work. It creates now, a Ian, new personality. Fair. You did stop smoking. No, I didn't stop they smoking. They created someone else that um, uh, was going to be alienated from family and friends, um, was going to be um, Ian, uh, someone who's if, anything but responsible. Sir, if, the, if, you're, if a person's self is so mutable as to be able to be altered by experiences that can be accrued in a 48-hour period, is there even an essential self? Do you know what I mean? If you can be, you said you were changed into someone else as a result of these hypnotic techniques. That's right, that's right. Well, then what's the value? Is there an essential self? What is the self? You know, maybe it's better to be non-smoking Ian who's in a cult. What was the problem? The problem was that um, I was no longer me. I was no longer able to think for myself. I was no longer able to evaluate what was going on around me um, and um, I became a danger to myself and, and to society. I drove home one night for instance at 116 miles an hour when the speed limit was 62 and a half, it was measured in kilometres, uh, 62 and a half miles an hour. So, um, what were you doing? I, and I was invincible all of a sudden. You were so, why don't they need to insert some bloody traffic laws into that cult? So drive carefully, stop bloody smoking. Ian, I think you're fascinating and I'd love to have you on this programme more. And I'm looking at a picture of you and I think you're lovely. Um, What what, uh, are the best stroke worst cults in Britain right now? Can I just say something that yes. I got out of the group because of a journalist. He wrote an expose of the group when I hadn't John, been John programmed against the media. Who was it? It was a guy called Sidney Katz working for the Toronto Star, which is similar to the Times over here. Mm. And um, it was that expose 
that uh, a neighbor gave me that brought me back to my senses, but it then took me 11 months to fully recover from the damage done. I went through post-traumatic stress disorder. You're joking. You were in it two and a half weeks, but it took you 11 months to recover. But that's the norm. And also, I need to stress that the easiest people to recruit tend to be people with healthy minds in the first place. The safest people from cults, the hardest to recruit by far, seem to be the very seriously mentally ill. We're all right. And that's just <laughs> counter to what people would imagine. Well, yeah, I would have thought so. I would have thought you start in a cult, you want to get a good, healthy clan of nutters and get them all boosted up in claptrap and then off you go. Well, um, but, like, but you think it's people of healthy mind. Why do you think that is? Uh, well, I'm quoting the late Dr. John G. Clark Jr., who used to be the Associate Professor of Psychiatry at Harvard, and he wrote extensively on this topic and studied um, ex-cult members. And uh, he determined that uh, in order to bring about the change of personality that occurs when someone gets involved in a cult, uh, and, and in order for you to become someone else, the mind has to be what he described as flexible. And he said a flexible mind is a healthy mind. An inflexible mind is very sick. Right, so if you're mentally ill, you're, there's an inflexibility about your psyche. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. I suppose yeah. mental yeah. illness is a pattern. It's a pattern within consciousness, that a, a disorderly sort of locked grid of thoughts and behaviours that are interlocked. I understand. So what's your organisation, mate? You're, you've got a charity to help people get out of cults, haven't you, in case they're in one? Um, it's, it's involved in public education. We help families with information if they've lost loved ones, and it's the Cult Information Centre. And What's it called? We help people in Cult Information Centre. Cult Information Centre. Yeah. That's Ooh. a good website name. That is good. Catchy. Cult Information Centre. Get you right out of a cult. So what are the, which cults should we look out for? Because I'm always nearly being attracted into a cult, being of such a sound and healthy mind. Well, if you notice, I sidestepped that question. Yeah, why is that? Because you don't on. want them to start on you. Um, well, that's it. Um, if I was to describe any specific group as a cult... Um, then, are they things we'll have all uh, heard of, are they? They tend to be, um, not necessarily, no. Uh, they tend to be highly litigious. And I, I mean, I was sued for 13 and a half years for something I never even said, and I was bankrupted in 1996. Oh. Um, and, and that's just the nature of, of what we're dealing with. Um, these groups usually have uh, a lot of money, and they get the top lawyers in, in London to try and... <clears throat> Uh, silence people. Would it be possible for a cult to pose behind another operation or organisation such as a tea company, for example? <laughs> I know a crafty little outfit called a Daggio Teas. Oi. <laughs> that's, yeah, Actually, cults can pose as just as about... Joke. Come on. Yeah, cults oh. can pose as just about uh, anything. One of the big concerns I have at present um, is that mindfulness... Uh, has been pushed greatly by the NHS over the last few years. And I thought, oh, no, um, boy, are, are, are cult members going to make the most of this? And indeed, they have. And so when people think they're getting involved in mindfulness, they need to check who's behind that particular uh, arm of what is being described as mindfulness, because uh, sadly, it could be a cult member. And um, uh, too often, that is the case. What I like about you, mate, is you're a brilliant person at busting people straight out of cults. Also, I like what you're wearing in your image. You look properly like a detective. Now, if you ask me, we should have you here on this show in Haworth. Did I say it right that time? Haworth. Haworth, sorry. It's, in it's Haworth. the worth of a laugh. 
the worth of a laugh. Haworth. The worth of a laugh. Haworth. Haworth. All right. Uh, I'd like to speak to you more and more about cults because I'm fascinated by them. I'm fascinated by the definition of cults, the power and practices of cults, what we can do to start some, not other cults, no. Stop them. Say, Stamp them out. Seems like self-help and mindfulness is like it hooks people in. There's a, a religion, a so-called religion who do that, don't they, in the street. They sort of stop you and then they say... Like we can would you like you to cheer up machine. a bit? Would you like to be a bit yeah. more effective? All stuff that everyone would say yes to. And that's how they grab yeah. you in. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Well, Ian, thank you very much for uh, speaking with us. I think you're a lovely man, and I'm really glad to have shared your journey with you. I particularly like some of the details. The speeding, your love of sandwiches, your easy, how easily swayed you are by a survey in the street, <laughs> your scepticism turned full-blooded inculturation, or acculturation, I don't know what would be the right word. It was really, really lovely to talk to you. Thank you for your time, sir. Thank you. Thank Russell. you, Ian. Bye-bye, mate. Cheers, Thank you. Good Thank luck you with your work. Good, good luck. luck. Bye-bye. Work, yeah, good luck. Right. Well, I think we should support that. We should support that cult information centre, just in case anyone's... It'll be after you within weeks. Oh, the cult information centre? So your book's a self-help book. That's yeah. the gateway. That's then good. Then people can bring it to you to be blessed at your yeah, gigs. Yeah, I do do blessings at the gigs. Look, I don't think... Look, anything that's... You've got the look of a cult leader. All I want to do is help people to worship me. And what's wrong with that? (laughs) Time now for a quick advert, and then we'll be back with some all sorts of stuff. This is... Radio X. Russell Brand. Hello, dear. You're all right. We're just, oh, no. Oh, no, don't do that. That's Nanny's special pouch. Nanny needs that. Nanny fall apart without that, darling. You're listening to Russell Brand. Do not join any cults at all. What have I told you about joining cults? So uh, the show's nearly over now. Matt, have you enjoyed it? I've loved it. I, I love the guests. We've I've raised had a great the bar. time. It's been really good, hasn't it? Where's yeah. the hell is G's DNA? And I mean, I don't mean yeah. literally where are, is his DNA. Hopefully it's within his body. <laughs> I mean, where's his DNA results? Thank you very much. Let's quickly raise the cultural bar. Theory of mind over impermanency and egolessness. Though both body. This is from Buddhism by, uh, I believe it was J.R. Hartley that wrote Buddhism. Though both body and mind appear because of cooperating causes, it does not follow that there is an ego personality. As the body of flesh is an aggregate of elements, it is therefore impermanent. If the body were an ego personality, it could do this and that as it would determine. Oh, no, I, understand I think that's clear that. for everyone who heard it. <laughs> if one is asked whether the body is constant or impermanent, he will be obliged to answer impermanent. All right, I was just saying that the, the body is impermanent. The Brilliant. cultural bar clangs to the floor. The cultural bar is going to rock it. One second. The king of truth is the king of kings. His ancestry is of the purest and the highest. He not only rules the four quarters of the world, but is also lord of wisdom and protector of all virtuous teachings. I think that's meant to be your personal sovereignty of your own mind that you have to learn to witness your own thoughts and ideas. Old, oh, the, our Lord there. Well, saying that there's the material self and the essential self. Essentially what they're all saying, really. We're all they? saying this. Don't get too caught up in the material world. That's basically what we're saying. Oh, well, let's do Mr. G's DNA. Time now for our new item, Mr. G's DNA. Now, let's have a look at it. Well, well, well. What oh, a lot boy. of absolute rot. It's way more interesting than it's yours. It's good, isn't it? Yours oh, no, good. mine's good because I've got that as a bajazzy Jew, ain't I? Ashkenazi. You've got to learn that. Well, you can wheel that out. That's that's actually pretty cool. It's really good. Yeah. Now, look at G. He's a bit Maasai. G, have you had a look at this? What Did you know this? You're 50% South Asian. I didn't know that. You're yep. 0.7% Nepali. You're 40% Kenyan. Yeah. Did you know that? 
Didn't know that, but... I Where know actually, now. none of your family members are from any of these places, are they? <laughs> exactly. So yeah. what's going on? What about Finnish? You're 3.2% Finnish. do the list. Look, 40% Kenyan, 1% Maasai, like Maasai warriors. That's great. I'd love Three, to be Maasai. Oh, that's amazing. And it says here, look, because they're cow herders, that gives you a genetically linked high tolerance for lactose because they cow herded for years. Have you got a high tolerance for lactose, I've been trying to mate? cut out milk. I've, Matt, every time Matt orders a... Non-milk, soy, whatever. Copies, Don't so bother. Copy him, yeah. Got cow herders. That's all right, mate. You can take Leave a bit it. of milk. You'll be right. fine with that. 3.4% Central African, 1.5% West Central African. Central African seems a bit vague. Yeah, that's a big group. Oh, it's in the middle of Africa. Yeah. 50, Nepali. Archaeological evidence points to the continued habitation of the Kathmandu Valley for over 10,000 years. Nepali ancestors are a combination of indigenous peoples of the yeah, Kathmandu Valley. Yeah, that makes sense. And 3.2% yeah, got a little Finnish. bit of that. Yeah. He's got Finnish. Finnish. Nord- well, it's actually not Nordic, is it? Finland, that's yeah. more like Russian. No, Nordic and Slavic cultures, yeah. not similar to Scandinavian languages, nor to Russian, most closely related to Hungarian. Well, where's that snuck Someone in? Someone in the family's been lying, man. Yeah, because yeah. when was that? When your family, how long your family been in Europe? How many generations? I mean, I don't want to get mom, Nigel mom, Farage about my it. My mum and dad. Just my mum and dad. Just your mum and dad. Before that, Before Africa, that. Asia, yeah. South America. Because I'm all half. I'm half. Originally Asian, half, you know, South, um, originally African. That's right. But now we know a little bit Finnish. Yeah. Well, well, well. Finnish! Finnish! Someone's been telling little porky pies. And it's time to get to the bottom of that, which we will do next week. G, it's nice to know about your DNA. Certainly a lot of things make sense now. Now we know that he's... Why can you not... Like, why are you eating a locket, but you eat it like it's a precious jewel? You put it in, <laughs> suck it twice, and then hold it in your hands like a little sticky piece of amber. Ah, Majesty, the locket contains within it that fine residue made by the noble honeybee. Your late father and I would sometimes, during the Christmas season, look for a full moon, knowing that the apples would be at their fullest and most ripe, Jew within them, residue without, would make way to the orchard, and holding open our robes at the waist, letting the universe see our wares, Orion's belt glinting and bouncing from the pelmet's surface, we would jiggle and wobble amongst the crab apples and trees, and there, laying amidst the gnarled roots of one of those fine orchard members, we would see a lowly cur, grip it by its snout, turn its snout straight to my perineum and ask it to fill its lungs with the fine wines that lurk there. Then your father would take a vanity case from his in this instant's breast pocket reaching straight for the emery board straight past the tweezers and those scissors where the end bit curls upwards away for safety reasons. He would get the emery board, ma'am, and file very aggressive very aggressively making eye contact with me a smile playing about the corner of his lips as the tip was worn away into a completely flat edge flat as granite stone flat as sandstone ma'am marble not a single serration or disruption to the flatness and there within that flatness like a stick of rock you would see a cross-section, and within that cross-section, a tight, simultaneous, replicating network of honeycomb cells, each cell glistening with wet moisture, and within each cell, the beaver larvae, or an egg mom. Ah, what it was to be young. 
And so, lockets. That's right. Forty p from a news station. <laughs> lockets available now. Or tunes. Or this one's or made out of honey. Or other things that don't Halls. do anything, but you just eat them because you've got a cold and you think they're um, going to do something. Absolutely delicious. Absolutely bloody well, delicious do you, stuff. Do you think there's people who eat them when they haven't got a cold because they like them? No way. People wouldn't do that. People are. aren't Some perverts. People aren't like that, mate. People aren't like it. <clears throat> now it's time. To have a poem from someone who we simply can't trust because their DNA is from all over the gaff. <laughs> it's Mr. G summarising the show. Yes. Okay. This poem's called Tapping Into the Flow. I tried wading in the water but got stuck knee deep, hewing wood for ancient orders, the forgotten knowledge of oak trees. Lights on, lights off, circles of hands, love bombed. With the rise of each full moon, Eden's apples are polished off. For nature has its own calling, and some would seek to undermine. The cauldron of all our fears are stirred by the cult of modern times. Our DNA's river can flow along many paths, yet still explore the duality of the two. For there are two types of majesty, that which happens to us and that which we do. Woo! Yes! Two types of majesty! Duality! Christ's hey. fingers! Consciousness! Buddhism, it's all there. What a great show. I cult. think we've raised the... I said cult. We've raised that bar right up again. We've responded to the producer's notes. We've responded to the letters. And that is radio. You can just leave the Sony Awards by the door. Thank you very much. Listen to the podcast. Come see me on tour. Give Matt anything you like for free. And examine G's DNA. Coming up after this commercial break will be Mr... Gordon Smart. And after that, just seconds after, Neville Southall will be taking you on a journey through jazz. <laughs> jazz with Nev Southall. But before that, Gordon Smart. Thanks for joining us. There's one cult you're safe to join. It's the cult of, you know, who you genuinely are. And we're sending love out to uh, Charles Looker. Uh, we commemorate you and love you and your family. Take care. Gordon Smart after the break. Thanks. Minions, with Sky Broadband Super Fast, you could do all your favourite things. Well... Super fast. You can stream, swipe, like, play, post, pin, poke, tag, add, tweet, and TikTok. <gasps> speedy. Sky Broadband Super Fast is super speedy and so reliable, we guarantee your speed or money back. It's minion proof. Sky, believe in better. Sky Fiber Air is only speeds vary by location. Average download speed 59 megabits per second. Speed measure to hub must drop below min download speed for three consecutive days. One month subscription refund. Claim up to twice in min term after first fortnight. See sky.com. Russell Brand. This is Radio X. Well, that was a radio show that was, I'd say, 10 to 20% better than the usual drivel we churn out, wouldn't you say? Good? Better? Oh, yeah. Gareth, you happy? Right. There's some good bits. What good bits we did you like? We raised our game a little bit. I don't know, and I still can't get to the bottom. There's actually been some sort of disciplinary action or not. <laughs> I can't imagine you being called in in the week or your parents coming up to school. <laughs> did your parents ever go up to school? Yes. What did Yours. they do? Yeah. yeah. Well, of course one of them. They probably had their own chairs there. <laughs> <laughs> With their names on it, like directors. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hollywood directors. Listen. Oh, that was the worst thing. How it? did you My feel when your parents got called into school? It was a bit nerve wracking, wasn't it? Because you think, oh no, the worlds are colliding. The worlds are coming together. School yeah. world and mum world. And why I want to know is why our parents weren't more on our side than the school side. Yeah, they were a bit too easily swayed. Because I'll tell you what, if someone calls me at my kid's school, oh, what's the problem? Let her do what she likes. Let her express herself. But she started a fire. So what? So what? Pythagoras started a fire. Do you mean Prometheus? Listen, I don't need you to teach me. I've got a degree. Oh, right? You will be. You'll be the worst yeah. kind of parent to come at the school. They'll dread parents' evening. Yeah, like, 
you know, isn't it all just, aren't we all just one? <laughs> well, I that she's forced a Lego brick up another kid's nose. <laughs> you know, who's to say there ever was a Lego brick? <laughs> Out of order. Out, outers, well outers. Greg's, sorry, and I don't mean Greg, Mr. G's um, birth name. Greg's, sorry for replacing Jesus. Actually, I do. Actually, I'm sorry. Greg's, <laughs> sorry for replacing Jesus with a sausage roll in a Christmas advert. Why did you do it? Ever since you become Finnish, you've become a real iconoclast. Greg's, the bakers, has apologised for a Christmas advert that replaced the baby Jesus with a sausage roll in a traditional nativity scene. Well, that's unconscionable, if you ask me, to replace our Lord with a sausage roll. The offending image shows three wise men surrounding one of Greg's trademark sausage roll. I don't mean Mr. G's trademark <laughs> sausage roll. No one would trademark that. Rather than the newborn Jesus. But the image has been deemed tasteless. So are the sausage rolls. <laughs> uh, by pressure group Freedom Association. We are from the Freedom what? Association. And we wow, would like to say that from? we don't like your sausage rolls. Who are the Freedom Association? They just must, they're just like anti-religious sort of... Hello, we're the Freedom Association. Not anti-religious, they, they protect religions from, you know... They okay. must be like those guys out of Matrix, well, the Freedom so the Association. Chief Executive Simon Richards sounds like someone, you know, quite mature and normal. Hello, I'm from He the described the image as sick and those <laughs> behind it as cowards. cowards. <laughs> so ex- he's really shooting oh, from the hip. Thank you. He's really free. He's really he's going from the gut. I sick that mate. Yeah, well, how long have you been in the Freedom there, Association? Photoshopping a little sausage. Oh, probably actually they probably made a little scene, didn't they, with a sausage roll in a little manger. The Freedom Association is a pressure group in the United Kingdom. Describe itself as non-partisan, centre-right, libertarian. Has links to the Conservative Party in the UK Independence Party. That's the Freedom Association. What did they say about the sausage roll, Mafu? Well, no, I'm saying. That's hardly coward. It's not the act of a sick coward, is it? You I mean, sick coward! You've replaced our Lord with a sausage roll! I'm terrified, but let's just put this sausage roll in there. Oh, that little Jesus away! <laughs> I'm a bag of nerves, but I've got to do it! In goes the Frankfurter instead of one of the shepherds. Oh no! I've put a scotch egg instead of the Star of David! What am I going to do next? That's the thing. What that? What they're actually saying I think is, that person's they great. They wouldn't do it to Muslims or Jews. Why'd you do it to us? <laughs> That's what they're saying. Kaz, kind of true. No, would you? Ha- no, because what you're doing there, Matt, is you're assuming that Christianity is a standard by which the, to which you can compare all other Here things. Go. Everyone's yes, got let's different all put lineage. Our heads under the parapet. <laughs> let's all go back to safety. Like, listen, come on, we're having a nice laugh about sausage rolls. I know, that's what I'm saying. And they're going against you, Greg's. You, like, Greg's is Greg's is standard. Think of Greg's the Baker's doing that for any other religion. They wouldn't do it. Yes, they would. And also, it's oh. not you can't draw direct comparisons between distinct and different things because they don't bear the same burdens. Christianity doesn't have Christianity is the hegemonous, central, dominant ideology from which secularism has been sourced. So it doesn't have the same kind of vulnerability that faiths that exist outside of the mainstream do. Like if we yeah, were I'm in, not, a, I'm not like going like the Daily Mail going, oh, you wouldn't do that in that you way. You are, you just did do No, that. but they wouldn't because what they've done is... But then they would... It, it would be a different thing. Realistically, thing. Realistically, they've Matt, done this because it will be like, it will get like what's happened, you know? But it's the blurring... They like, wanted to do it's that. the blurring of, of Christmas with... Commerce. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't offend you know? me. I don't care. So real, they, they're not going to go... I do care. They're not going to go for any other religious thing because for them, a Christmas 
whatever it is, nativity thing, is part of their advertising campaign. Yeah. Yeah, no, I know. I know. And it's already been is... reappropriated anyway. It already doesn't belong to Christianity. That that motif has already been borrowed by consumerism. That's the that's the real dominant ideology. Yeah, like, no, but the, what I'm saying is there are people who are Christian who would be really offended by that. I don't know. By it. Well they should I don't focus know. their energy I don't on know. how consumerism has hijacked their faith. I don't know how many Muslims are going to be buying sausage rolls, put it that way. Well, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That's true. Unless it, I mean I can't I mean, yeah, you're you're quite right. Yeah. Although I have recently made a mural in which Buddha has been replaced by a prawn bap. So uh, <laughs> stand, stay close. See, it's a prawn bap under a tree becoming Free, enlightened. Freedom are coming after you. The thing is with that, they knew it was going to be controversial and it's like good PR. We're talking about it. Gregs, you fucking cunts. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm saying. You've the thing is, you know what? Turned on me because I'm. I really, I really love Jesus. Gregs. I really love Greg. I love, I love the donuts and I love the the little cheese and onion pastries. Yeah, everyone loves Gregs. I've never eaten anything oh, from Gregs. Oh, Gregs is heavy. It got big in the south after I'd gone gluten free. Oh, oh yeah, it's you're gluten. Gregs, yeah. you know, eternal shame. Right. <laughs> Come on, what do you want to say about Chris Ryan? What? That's no way to set me up on an item. All right, that's it. Chris I'm Ryan setting you up on items. wrote you a thing in the Daily Mail about how to protect your family SAS star. Right, so he wrote Bravo to Zero. He's clearly trying to get in on a new market here. And he's telling you how to protect yourself in his book, Safe. I like this. Safe with Chris Ryan. Yeah, I like the sounds of this very much. Well, how to protect yourself in all environments, even if you're not in the SAS. Well, yeah, more like it's like how to be safe at home in, you know, normal life. God, I'd appreciate that because I'm a bag of nerves. Yeah, but it's not very good. Oh, go on. Well, I mean, I don't want to undermine Chris Ryan. He's double hard. But he's saying things like grease all your drain pipes. (laughs) If you, if like, that's that thing where someone will climb up your drain pipe, get injured, and then you'll be, you know liable to pay for it and it says also they mark your intruder with grease th- to make them easier to arrest later on i know that that's living difficult in the paint <laughs> no not grease like who's going to go out with a ladder and butter their drain pipes oh i don't know my drain pipes. it's that one officer the bloke with butter on his nose <laughs> <laughs> this is shit advice Look at him. Uh, he's got butter at the seat of his pants. And also, he's a, he's a soldier who's probably done really brave things. All the advice is things like, if someone attacks you in a road rage incident, you're thinking, right, put your keys in your fist. Come on, Chris. He goes, lock all your doors and windows and call the police. <laughs> that's not the... I mean, that's probably the best advice. But some of them... If an unknown person shouts you on the street or makes an unsolicited attempt at conversation... I didn't solicit this attempt at conversation. They might be doing it as a distraction. They may have a colleague who wants to steal your wallet or phone. I like that he refers to it as a colleague, even when it's in a situation where someone's stealing your wallet. This is my colleague, Darren. Darren's going to be uh, coming through to steal your wallet and phone. And then his his fight um, tips are try to rip off their ears. It really hurts. And if you go for the genitals, remember it's grabbing the testicles, not the penis (laughs) that really hurts. Go for those testicles. The penis... Keep reaching. It's still hurt. Keep reaching. Don't try and twist that off at the stalk. I've got you by the, the penis. <laughs> you will come this way, sir. There's nowhere. I mean, the, it still shocks me to this day how utterly painful being kicked in the balls is. Even by a toddler, you pick them up having a tantrum and they back heel you in the nuts yeah. like it's underneath. I'm floored, nauseous for about half an hour on the floor. A back heel. Back heel from a toddler. Their little shoe. Boink. Up the nuts. <laughs> 
Yeah, you're right. It will probably is proper wins. really painful. You wait till Mabel starts having proper tantrums. And gives you a because you pick them up bag. and they start running in in the air like a cartoon character. One of those up You don't want that. It's ever so hard, isn't it, to control a child? I found myself knee deep in freezing cold river water the other day, simply trying to rescue a dog. What kind of life is it that I'm leading? You're doing baptising, huh? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I'm giving her a little baptism. Me and a couple of lads down by the River Jordan, the Holy Ghost and all that sort of stuff. Now, what I'd done was I'd gone for a... I was out and about on the river and just enjoying a bit of river life. I thought I could walk the dog. I'll be on the boat. The dog can... uh, I'll talk a boat trip. The dog can... Walk along the side of the canal? Yeah, but my wife says that's not right or fair or reasonable. Yeah, that's what she said. And so, like, why don't you just drive your car with a fucking lead out the window? <laughs> that's what Ron Brand used to do. My dad he used to go, right, we'll go out of the woods. Like, let the dog, and like, he used to just, just leave the dog there and just drive off, and the dog would run along and go, yeah, yeah. That's how you train boxers. That's not right. dogs. I mean boxers. <laughs> no, yeah. Well, no, you'd be on a bike. You're Mick oh, from yeah, Rocky yeah, One, yeah. and Rocky runs alongside you, doesn't he? That's mm. where Rocky would be. But like, what we done is drive through the woods in Brentwood. Toby the dog, he's running along the side, biting the tyres and that. And Who my called dad him Toby? Along. Is that your choice? I think it was, yeah. Uh, What's wrong with that? Toby? Toby the dog. What's wrong with that? Names, I'm a just... little boy in this story. I'm only a little boy. I'm not going to yeah, be looking through some... Pizzazz? I'm a little kid. Well, Pizzazz was a, a disco tech in grades at that from, time. You could have got away from human names entirely. You could have called him Pizzazz. Yeah, you're right, you're right. He was a good dog. I should Toby, never have touched it, though. Toby and Robin and... Uh, I was going to say Neil, then. Sorry, Neil. <laughs> yeah, but it would, yeah, but it would be oh, in your mind. M- Mammy, his surname's Jug. It's Toby Chug. <laughs> yes. Oh, hot milk. Yes, please. <laughs> Don't you turn me into a little simpering little Christmas snitch. <laughs> you were. No way. Oh, so my dressing gown pocket's got a hole in it. <laughs> oh, well, about to turn it in. Night, right, Mum. <laughs> Toby! How <laughs> <laughs> dare you say it was like that? I got an insight just because you called your dog Toby. Yeah, I know everything about you. Now. You don't know nothing about what <laughs> I went through. He I only see him on weekends. He was off with my dad. I called ah. the other dog Topsy. That was my mum's one. Oh, Topsy and Toby. Named that one Topsy in advance. One Toby. I would have done. They wouldn't get me no more dogs. That was the next one was oh, going to be. I mean, instead of I tried Toby, to get the woman opposite. Turvey, and you could have said, I'm not surprised my childhood since you guys divorced. And they would have <laughs> thought you were clever. But you've gone, I'll, they're called Topsy Toby. <laughs> I was going to call the next one Turvey if we got one. You'd never thought of it till now. The woman opposite, she got a dog. It was a lovely King Charles Spaniel. I said, would you consider calling it Turvey? She said, I don't want to be sucked into this dynamic. I said, well, next time you need to use our bath, because you're at Waters working, oh I God, will be in there waiting, playing with Mum, my car. A neighbour came over and washed her boobs around his house. <laughs> fucked him up for life. <laughs> I'll be in the bathroom. There we go, picking up a complex that's going to take me 40 years to unpick. on those. Oh, do you remember the I cut the other week. Oh, <laughs> did you have any candles? Oh, this one's bigger than the other one. Topsy turvy. Matey. Don't worry about that. That's just Toby. He's just, <laughs> he's just holding the flannel. He's in his mouth. There it is. Thank you, Toby. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry now Russell's going to mash a sausage roll in a Bible <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> Uh... <laughs> <laughs>
Should we go home now? That's got to be it. Yeah. It's, it's oh, only going to get darker. It's only going to get darker. There's We're nothing... on the edge of something weird being yeah. said. Oh. Let's go home. Let's just all go home. Let's not join any cults. Let's not in- misuse druidry. Let's settle down very nicely. Pop ourselves home. We'll go on a little camping trip and we'll Yeah, you're going to come or not? Of course I'm coming. Yeah, honestly, this, to be serious. This can be done outside the radio. Thanks for listening. Okay. Share. Special, share Give you a list podcast. of things you need. Glass panel. Glass panel. Russell Brand. Radio. Radio.